0: Hey, remember when we said, like, it, it like with terror, that could become when we talk about Koei Warriors? Uh, I wonder how many people who w- listened to that didn't realize there's a second half to that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, folks. I'm your—this is the Skeleton Crew's, Crew podcast. I'm your host, Strauss. That's Sardo. Uh, this it's is. Time. It is time to engage. We've only engaged when it comes to Koei Warriors material with one half of it. It's time for the other half to finally get its due, which is and actually this... impressive because we've. I would argue you're the bigger Dynasty Warriors fan.
2: Yes, yes, I am. And we've <laughs>
0: had uh, one, two, uh, three. three episodes of it i would say i could just double check and that's totaling in like how many minutes like uh a lot a lot a lot it's a lot of time so
2: many minutes
0: (laughs) uh, uh, like at least five hours worth of material
2: many many minutes
0: many minutes Guess what? We could do it. There's a whole other half, and there's even more characters. So, we're gonna promise we're not gonna go over every character, because that's, like, over 100 now. And, oh, oh, god. (laughs) So, today, I'm here with Sardo. We're gonna try to keep this brief for the standard. Sardo. For the standard. For the standard of, we know this one's gonna be a bit long. We're sorry i'm not i mean we're sorry in the sense that if you're listening to this that it's going to be this long but other than that we're not sorry so anyway now it begins my friends ambition my romans my countrymen ambition
2: (laughs) ambition chaos, chaos It's time, Stross. We're, we're gonna talk. Shit. We're gonna talk about Dynasty Warriors. I was starting to talk and then I started coughing.
0: It started to murder you to stop. Try to stop you halfway through. We're, we're, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Dynasty Warriors. You're not. If no one here is inebriated, we're just laughing. I'm just
2: we? silly. I'm I'm in a silly, goofy mood because I'm talking about something I love.
0: It's true. So I guess we're first going to define what is a Dynasty Warriors. Or uh, technically speaking, its actual name is Shin Sengaku Muso. Yes. So we first would probably explain what the Shin in that means. So if you know any lick of Japanese, which I do, not mm-hmm. much, but I do know a lick. And it's like a little lick like this.
2: Do <laughs> we want a blep a blep yeah, a of little, Japanese a little blep
0: um the word shin s is romanized to s h i n is the word new because <laughs> koei produced a warriors dynasty warriors fighting game in the 90s that's not well remembered or well liked or beloved unlike this well <laughs> Depending on who you ask, that still hey, is a...
2: So, you're, you're telling me that this Dynasty Warriors, it's basically like Kevin and then the cooler Kevin. <laughs> Kinda, yes.
0: So, what 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 happened was, so, Koei has for decades now been producing a series called Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Which is a strategy game where you take part in the Fall of the Han Dynasty with the various factions that came out of that. We'll get more into that in a bit. Yeah. And in the 90s, with the P- PlayStation 1, they're like, uh, fighting games are in, so are 3D fighting games. This Soul Calibur thing, which we have talked about, go watch it.
2: That that shit'll never catch on, but this is the future.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, episode 14, those two swords inside you, both are evil. Uh, then go listen to that. We talked about our, our love for Soul Calibur. It's very good. Very good. Uh, we like it. Uh, and so they made a fighting game. This was known as Dynasty Warriors in English. Um, it didn't do well, and it looks really bad. Have you ever seen any of the stuff from it?
2: Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of rough.
0: It, it's, it's pretty rough. It's like, it's not like how... Uh, rough is correct, but I should... I want to define what we mean by rough real quick. Because, like... The original... Have you ever seen the original graphics for Virtual Fighter? Yeah. Like, those are also rough. But, like, in a good way. This is not. (laughs) Uh,
2: Like, rough, charming, and then rough, unfortunate. This is rough, unfortunate. (laughs) Rough,
0: derogatory. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, boy, is this one derogatory. Because it looks... Like, all the models look, like, plastic. Every character looks goofy. They have odd-looking... Everything, everything about this is bad.
2: <laughs> it's really, um, this came out in 1997. I'm doing a quick Google image search again to remind myself of what we're working with, and oh boy.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, no, like, just to remind you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna list some games that came out in 1997. hmm That are also 3D. Just, we're starting here because we need to set the stage for history. <laughs> um, tale of
2: Souls and Swords, Eternally
0: yeah. Retold? <laughs> uh, Symphony of the Night came out that year. Uh huh. That looks better. That's Sprite uh, Age of Empires 1. Diddy Kong mm-hmm. Racing. golden eye 007. The original Fallout's from this year, too. Oh, shit. Uh Oh, man. Odd World it's Odyssey are you a big uh, odd world fan I do enjoy odd world that is a very you series I, and I don't mean that as an insult I just no mean... no
2: I'm no I take that as high praise because oh. I love odd
0: world yeah. uh the uh Yoshi stories from this year oh star fox 64 which looks better than this
2: and okay so with that in mind I can... uh, no
0: there's one game I'm skipping over we actually have talked about it mm-hmm do you, do you want to take a wild guess what it is? Uh, tell me what it is. It's Final Fantasy VII. Oh. I, I'm just I'm going down the list of just what Google popped up, and uh, you'll notice that Dynasty Warriors is not on here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason for this. It's not. It wasn't very good. It wasn't well liked. I'm going to look up. Dynasty Warriors 1. And to see if I could find any statements on it. Because.
2: It was a game.
0: It, it was definitely a game. And it's funny because. They had this original game. And then they had the new one. Which is so funny to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because. That means. That they still consider this, this original one as a thing <laughs> think about that for a minute this oh god this uh, sorry i just saw the image of the box it's so bad it uh, uh <laughs> let's see uh this game okay came out to mostly mediocre reviews which is the funny part because it's the aggregate side game ranking has it as a 78 percent, which makes me very curious of how the hell this That oh, hold on. Insane. I need to read this one review. It was called a fluid masterful fighter. A breath of fresh air in a world of repetitive eye-candied wannabes. <laughs> this came I think this came out before Soul Calibur actually, so So
2: is is it affectionately calling the game ugly? <laughs> I don't know.
0: It apparently was okay for 1997, but boy, does it look rough.
2: We call this aging like milk. See, I feel like that review is just a way of saying, like, well, she has a great personality. (laughs) It does feel like that, doesn't it? And she has... A great personality to be sure. Wow. So anyway, yeah, we start out with a fighting game.
0: <laughs> so somehow, way, this is where um we should mention a massively successful franchise starts out in a different genre. Jo- Actually, that's not fair. A massively successful franchise that makes its own genre starts out as a fighting game. Just absolutely. It feels random. It feels I mean... random.
2: Going into this, let this be a-, a lesson that you, you know, the medium you start out in does not always have to be where you create your masterpiece. Hmm? As uh, you Tagmo has learned, that is very much the case. <laughs> you can be pretty mediocre at the thing you start out in and then do something totally different, and and that's your thing. So, I, anyway.
0: <laughs> i actually looking at this, uh, and I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to keep looking at it because I actually think we might have a very interesting case here. This might be one of the the better-reviewed-in-the-west Dynasty Warrior games.
1: Is so?
0: Well, okay. So, in, uh, let's see. In the year 2000, three years later, Shin... ...Sengaku Musou comes out. A.K.A. Dynasty Warriors 2. Which is, of course, the original Dynasty, which is, by all accounts and purposes, the first Dynasty Warriors as we know it. Yes. It is, by Metacritic, technically worse. Now, this would also begin the very long-standing Western press doesn't like Dynasty Warriors very
2: much. And, to be fair... Uh, You know, the Western press, especially video game-wise, has not always been kind to a lot of Japanese media. There was a whole thing in the early aughts of, like, wow, this game is fucking weird and it sucks because it's one of those wacky Japanese games.
0: Yeah, but in the case of Dynasty Warriors, this is one where I don't even think it's the wacky Japanese part. It's just... They well okay yeah I I was looking at the scores for six even fans don't really like that one that doesn't count S- <laughs> that one's cheating we'll, we'll,
2: <laughs> that one's cheating. six we'll get to six six yes. is polarizing yeah uh,
0: but famously Dynasty Warriors has never done super great in the Western press it it, it feels like this weird thing like disconnect between. Like people who like it, wow, really? I'm I'm shocked by some of these scores, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be super honest, Sardo. I'm looking up some of these scores. I am shocked some how low some of these things are.
2: Uh give it to me straight, Strauss. Well, what, I, what are we I, looking at here? Like, obviously I'm not counting
0: not counting the polarizing ones. Cause that's cheating. Like, I could talk we could talk about nine or six, but like, for example, here's now it is considered by the fan base that we are a part of that seven or eight and like three are like the best ones, mm-hmm. depending on who you ask. Especially seven, uh, seven nah. scores is on a on Metacritic is fifty-seven. Now, mind wow. you, uh, Destructoid gave it an eight because I think at the time with when it came out, I think Stephanie Sterling was still reviewing on Destructoid. I think. Uh, IGN gave it a 5. Oh. Which is... There's a lot of things we could say about why that could be the case, but I'm surprised that it got a (laughs) 5. That is
2: remarkable.
0: Uh, And now, mind you, I will say this. 8 fared much better. IGN gave it an Mm -hmm. 8.7. So they got someone who actually likes these games to start talking about it.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: But yeah, so famously speaking, uh, we need to talk about what these games are first before we get into the real meat and potatoes and why these review scores are interesting. Because Dynasty Warriors created a whole genre, as Sardo would know and I would know and some of you who are listening to this definitely know, and that is known as the Musou. Uh, it's called out because it's spelled M U S O U in English. We, we, I can't read kanji, so don't ask me. I don't. I I don't know how I would draw a kanji for you <laughs> with my voice. It looks like that's it's impossible. impossible. <laughs> it's a bunch of lines. <laughs> I don't know how to do that.
2: <laughs>
0: but it's. Uh, would you like to describe what that looks like?
2: Um. You you beat a bunch of dudes up at the same time. Kinda, yeah. It's it's sort of like you are plopped onto a map with the cha-
0: with the character you're playing, and you go around hitting things with a stick, and you beat up a whole bunch of guys like a, an incalculable amount in, of people for one person to do so.
2: Yeah, and and you you rack up like a a you know a kill count basically, and it's it's in the upwards of a hundred.
0: You are. If you finish below 300, you were actively not trying to hit people. Yeah. Some games, it's a bit different from others. Like, uh, some games get you a lot. I think that's fair to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Some games, like, more recent games, the numbers have gone way farther up. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. But yeah, and, and you fight, and when it's a named person who did something of some renown to be in the history books, uh, they're an officer and they have a health bar and you beat them up too. And, you, and they usually have a much better design. <laughs> well, it depends. There's the generic officers, which is just random people. I mean, they do have a better design than the rank and file. And then if there's someone who's really important, they have a silly outfit and a weapon that sometimes makes sense and sometimes very much doesn't. Well,
2: we'll get more into that. We're going
0: to get into that. So, yeah, that's basically what the game is. You get plopped on the map, you do objectives until the map is over and you win. And then the guitar comes in and goes...
2: And if you've played enough of those games, that riff will haunt you. It does. All i was able to
0: do that with no prompt i haven't played a dynasty wars game in a, in a hot minute so i knew that by heart <laughs> i played enough i've played enough of these games to know that by heart <laughs> and they've never changed it and good on them if it ain't broke don't fix it it's like the original it's like the super mario theme you don't need to change it you just need nah. to, you just need to make it bigger sounding and oh yeah, a big part of this is the power metal. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, the, the soundtracks in this are unfailingly bangers. <laughs> well, okay, so we should mention that.
0: Because it, the music is very different in Dynasty Warriors than it is in Samurai Warriors. Samurai Warriors is much more traditional instruments with like some techno beats and some guitar work. Whereas Dynasty Warriors is a lot of guitar. <laughs>
2: It's it's so much rock and it's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's not butt rock. It's more like power metal. I think it's probably the closest genre. Yeah, Japan really loved the power metal genre, like way more than a- anyone else outside of Europe. Yeah. Probably more than Europe, honestly. And and it fucks. <laughs> There's one theme in particular that we're gonna be t- that we're gonna have to mention, but we'll save that for later. Yeah. There's a reason why it makes make sense. I promise. But yes, so that is what a muso is, and moose. The this is a whole sub genre of fi- of games, basically. Like, and it's got. Sorry, go ahead. And it, which is incredible because that's not common. Like, how often do you see a new genre get made in anything? Not
2: often. No, it's not. and I think the thing about the musou sort of genre is just that it feels good on the brain to play. Like, I get home from a bad day at work, and I just want to plop down in front of the TV and just kill 300 dudes. <laughs> no,
0: nothing makes you feel better than a bunch of silly, uh, weirdly-dressed people going around beating up, like, 400 guys in second-century China.
2: <laughs> want to get... I want to be a big man on a big red horse, with with a big spear, and I just want to, I, I want to clear like twenty guys with every swing. And there's, of course, there's like you know, a thought behind it, but God, it just feels powerful.
0: <gasps> yeah.
2: And now what
0: what happens here is is that Dynasty Warriors specifically. And we're using that specifically because the Samurai Warriors is about all the Sengoku stuff. Dynasty Warriors is about the Three Kingdoms period in China. Sardo, would you like to talk about what this means?
2: Uh, Dynasty Warriors was based specifically, and I mean it was based on the Three Kingdoms period in China, yes. Um but it was modeled more specifically on the romance of the three kingdoms. Which is a fictionalized account of it's the Three Kingdoms
0: period. Uh, we should note that we are talking about a uh, Ming era novel. I'm gonna don't remember when it it specifically is considered first published. Yeah, it was first published. It was published now, 1522, so in the 16th Luo, century.
2: Luo Guanzhong. Yeah.
0: By Luo Guangzhong, it is considered one of the four great classic novels of China and of Chinese literature. Uh, for those has... who want to know what the rest of those are, I can. I might as well just state what the other three are. Right, uh, the other one is the Water Margin, or uh, Outlaws of the Marsh, depending on how you want to call it. Also known as All Men Are Brothers. I didn't know about that one. <laughs> uh, the other one is Journey, The Journey, Journey to the West Very important
2: uh, yes.
0: Jin Ping Mei Or The Plum and the Golden Vase And uh, the, the Dream of the Red Chamber Yeah And uh, the unofficial There is like an unofficial fifth one Just because why the fuck not uh, Called The Scholars Because fuck it why not I don't think it counts because it was, uh, eh, it might count. I don't know.
2: And Romance of the Three Kingdoms, as with a lot of novels <laughs> based upon history.
0: I just realized that's basically, I just stated six, six different novels. Since Oh man. Anyway, go, go back to your thought.
2: <laughs> Romance of the Three Kingdoms, as with a lot of novels based on history, uh, plays kind of fast and loose with the history it's discussing (laughs) it it needs to be noted that it's a
0: romance basically it's much like the the song of roland it's not a Mm -hmm. it's a fictionalized version of actual history
2: and And there's
0: (laughs) go for it you you, you just finish your thought
2: I, i There's some great stuff in Romance of the Three Kingdoms that I'm very sad that Dynasty Warriors doesn't cover. Uh, Understandably not, why, in certain cases. Not, not limited to my, my personal favorite. Uh, the great and noted and arguably overhyped tactician Zhuge Liang insulting a man by letter so bad that the man who got insulted literally died. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of that. So, basically, Romance of the Three Kingdoms is about how at the end of the Han Dynasty, which, if you know your Chinese dynastic history, you know this is the big one. Yeah. And when we mean the big one, I believe it's the longest reigning dynasty Mm -hmm. in Chinese history. It's, or one of them. I'm pretty sure it's the longest. It's like 400 years. I believe so. It's also in turn like where a lot of like what makes China China comes in very important it's very formative yeah it's 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 this incredibly formative period to what China would become for the next like basically until the the fall of the Qing dynasty so you know the last one so most of chinese history (laughs) it was a big fucking deal (laughs) it was a big fucking deal and it should be noted that like even in modern china the major ethnic group refers to themselves as han chinese their language is still written in han characters a lot of things that are like we just think of as quintessentially chinese starts here like when we say it's the big one we mean that (laughs)
2: It, it was very influential.
0: And its breakup was equally influential. <laughs> because, as we know, it does not end well. Because nothing ever does.
2: No, of course not. Why Why the fuck would it end well? Nothing ever ends well. <laughs> yeah, well, some things end well. Sometimes.
0: But, My last dinner ended well, depending on how you wanted to find well. The bad very part was I had no did. more dinner. Oh, that's the problem with food. Eventually, you have no food because you ate it.
2: So, uh, I guess when we talk about what Dynasty Warriors encompasses, and this changes in scope over the successive games, but by and large, Dynasty Warriors covers a set time period within the end of the Han Dynasty.
0: Yes, and we should note that it, it, and it does start at the end, because it will go into then the Three Kingdoms period, which is this very short-lived, but very also highly interesting time period. Don't worry, we will will get to this. It, It basically, the book covers the end of the Han to the beginning of the Jin Dynasty. And... Within it, there is a lot of very important people who do a lot of very important things. Such as, insulting someone so hard that they die via letter. (laughs) The time uh, someone, and this one actually happened, took a force of 800 and told 100,000 people to get fucked. (laughs) And succeeded. (laughs) This is a thing that actually happened and not, not something we made up. And uh, actually, this leads to a very important question for you, Sardo. Have you ever read uh-huh. Romance of the Three Kingdoms? Yes, I have. I have, too. Um, it's very long.
2: It, it's it's a lengthy one. I think I did read the majority of it on a flight with, like, three different layovers. So.
0: That is understandable. Um, by the way, would you recommend the book? Um, Yeah yeah I would I I would too I think it's interesting I I would say the first things first is understand this was if you're going to read it and if you can't read Chinese characters you're going to be reading a translated version of a language that doesn't operate the same as English or whatever language you actually read in Mm -hmm. the second thing I will state and this is also very important um, this book is a lot sassier than you think it's going to be (laughs) because you assume, like, oh, these are people from, like, the second century, third century China. They're all very prim, proper men. No, they are petty, sassy, and insult each other all the time. It's great.
2: It's delightful. There is definitely moments of, like, oh, fuck. (laughs)
0: There's a lot of that. And now, anyway, the point is, Romance of the Three Kingdoms is a very important novel, especially within East Asia. It's huge in Japan. It's huge in korea all that good stuff
2: and it's in its video game form here technically it's um dynasty warriors is i i would say uh the the best way i could put it it's romance of the three kingdoms abridged (laughs) Yeah, kinda. And in fairness, abridging
0: a lot of *Robots of the Three Kingdoms* is fine. There's, a, it's a very long book.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: we say this as some uh, as people who have read these this book. It takes a while. It's lengthy. It's lengthy, and it has no problem being lengthy and self-important and big.
2: It, it's it's very bombastic. It's very, yeah. <laughs> it, it drums up a lot of hype for itself and it buys into the hype fully. It's it's a beautiful cycle of hype. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anyway, it's big in Japan because, well, it, China China's involved and China, if you know anything about China's influence in East Asia, then this is unsurprising.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, anyway, point is, it gets made. So, Koei makes Dynasty Warriors. It is a musou, and it's about how, about, it's this setting in full, sort of. We'll get there. But the first thing you need to know is, boy howdy is everyone dressed very silly.
2: I think that's fair to say. There's there's lots of people in very elaborate costumes, <laughs> yeah, and we do mean elaborate. But
0: what happens is they make the first one in two thousand, and the most recent one nine was released like five years ago, I think.
2: Two, was...
0: yeah, t- yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah, five years ago in two thousand eighteen. It sits on my shelf. I have the steel box i got the i got the nice edition for this game Sardo,
2: i'm so sorry
0: straw we'll get into why that why sardo just said so sorry so anyway it comes out it's a big deal everybody loves it so the question you were probably asking is okay guys you clearly are fans what is it like playing these games sardo would you like to answer that question
2: I, I think I I gave a pretty good like description of like the gameplay aspect of it when when I talked about just it's it's satisfying it just it 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 soothes the 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 bits of the brain that just need me to beat beat guys up lots of guys all at once yeah from a character and story standpoint and here's where things get
0: interesting. <laughs> I... so the thing is we should first start what are the three kingdoms This we're doing this for reasons okay there are, three, are the three
2: kingdoms, kingdoms? There... I, I want to put an asterisk next <laughs> to those three kingdoms
0: <laughs> yes there is an asterisk you'll understand soon enough as I'm going to mention something the first of the three kingdoms is Wei that, in the north in the southeast in is Wu and in the southwest is Shu, and then there's Jin. That's where the asterisk comes in. Surprise! There's a the fourth one. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, no, there's technically a fifth. There's other. <laughs> yeah, there is other. We'll get into there's other.
0: Yes. Okay. So I will describe other real quick. Other is basically a description. Is basically what is used for characters who don't really who are basically unaffiliated or have their own faction, sort of. These are characters who are important, key historical figures, but aren't a part of the Three Kingdoms because they weren't or they died.
2: It's, it's Wei, Wu, Shu, guys who fucked off and did some other thing, and then Gene, way down
0: <laughs> the line. Yeah, Gene, the real a- asterisk of, oh yeah, you guys, you um, hi, you, you're the guys who actually won. <laughs> other has a lot of random characters in it, characters who make no sense to have. Or, like, for example, you have Nua-wa, Fuxi. Uh, if you know anything about your Chinese mythology, you know that those people are definitely not from the Han Dynasty.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're neat, but they're not from the Han Dynasty. We also have a wizard. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, he actually is from this time period.
2: Yes, he's very weird. si who yeah. is, yeah, <laughs> um, wizard, man of knowledge, really good at fucking. <laughs> that That's the real one, by the way. That's not, like, the
0: fake one. That's the real one ta- <laughs> that we're talking about, by the way. <laughs> he was very good at sex, apparently. <laughs> All the sex I'm
2: having is the reason why I'm 200 years old. <laughs> So, so that's that's a little sampling of, of the people in Other. Yeah. And there's also uh, some important people in Other who were real. Who were, who were definitely 100% real and big
0: important. So the story of the Romance of Three Kingdoms usually starts with the Yellow Turban Rebellion. Or the Yellow Scarf Rebellion, depending how you translate things. Yellow Turban sounds better. Mm-hmm. It's better also than some translations that I've seen, which is the Yellow Head Scarf Rebellion, which is... Probably the worst one
2: (laughs) Yellow turban is the most Like Pleasing to the tongue (laughs) It invoked something But this was essentially a peasant Uprising against the then emperor
0: uh, Who was Emperor Ling I believe Specifically Yes,
2: Uh, 184 CE During the reign of Emperor Ling You are correct
0: Oh, man, I, uh, I'm not, no, I was not looking that up, by the way. I just know that. Mm. I, I've got oh I've got Wikipedia pulled up just, Thank you. just for some quick But backs. basically what happens is the story starts off with three characters, Liu Bei, Zhang Fei, and Guan Yu. They, they become steadfast brothers, and they're like, Yes, you are my bestie for life, <laughs> but much more violent. We're
2: besties who kill kill people
0: together, <laughs> like you do, yes you do. And then they go fight the yellow turbans. They win. Uh, magic happens. If you know anything about Dynasty Warriors three, it's probably from the English dub of it. This is where all those lines come from, <laughs> which is... was very good. <laughs> Fool, you challenge me with trickery. I don't, I don't believe in magic.
2: <laughs> On- <laughs> well, the enemy camps,
0: pretty? <laughs> we could go, we're not going to get, we're not just going to quote things from the dub of Dynasty Warriors 3, which is magical and wonderful. Dynasty Warriors 3
2: had a beautiful dub, a beautiful stupid dub.
0: A beautiful dub in the sense that it was. it is one of the most entertaining things you will ever listen to. That's the nice way of putting it. It's, it's great. It's great. We love it. But uh, after that, you have what is known. So after that, then comes this man named Dong Zhuo. He's an asshole. Nobody likes him.
2: He's, he's historically an asshole. Um, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms and later the games take some liberties with just how competent of an asshole he was. Because arguably Dong Zhuo was like a, he was a very competent leader, and like a very competent fighter as well. But he was a general,
0: he, but in turn, much like most people, he got a taste for the fire things, and he got he got a little bit chubby.
2: And and the game, pretty much consistently reduced him to this like greasy fat bastard of a man.
0: He's great. Um, we love him.
2: He's he's womanizing. He's slothful he's gluttonous he's he's all the bad things and and you you're supposed to hate him that's what he's there for to have something that everybody's gonna unify against because fuck this guy
0: (laughs) which they do they make a whole coalition about it it doesn't work because in reality everyone was gunning for a spot but you know that's the less heroic version of of this statement so no one we're gonna pretend like it didn't happen that way
2: And then comedically, he gets killed by his adopted son.
0: Yeah, so the funny part about history is that sometimes it doesn't play by the rule of cool and says, (laughs) fuck you. And his
2: son, uh, who was his son, Strauss? I I forget. This is the time,
0: (laughs) this is the man known as Lu So remember when I talked about how sometimes a a very important thing about the music, uh, Lu is so badass that he gets his own theme. And it's been, it's been around for years because Lubu is such a walking bad motherfucker that he will absolutely kill anyone who gets... There's a meme for this. Don't pursue yeah. Lubu. Trust me, you don't want to.
2: If if you've seen anything in passing about Dynasty Warriors, you've probably heard do not pursue Lubu. You might have also seen the image of Lubu drinking a Pepsi Max, which is also a thing that Koei Warriors um, sponsored... They, they had that not was a sponsored thing. by
0: they, they they've done sponsor they've done
2: uh, advertisement
0: deals because it's big in Japan and Pepsi's big yeah. in Japan you, you might have seen Lubu drinking a Pepsi one, once before <laughs> the cool refreshing when I feel the need to fight thousands of men I drink a cool glass of refreshing Pepsi Max yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's Lubu, specifically
0: Pepsi Max. Hold on, I'm gonna look up that image. You keep going.
2: It was Pepsi Max, but oh
0: wow, I uh, that you know I've seen that image too many times.
2: Lubu is known pretty much by and large in in human consciousness as a big badass dude with a big badass halberd um, spear, what have you, It's and Halbert,
0: a halberd, yeah
2: and a horse yeah very... by the name of red hair
0: yeah First um, among, among men Is lu bu among horses red hair
2: yeah uh red hair also badass in in dynasty warriors he is the color of flaming hot cheetos
0: <laughs> and he's cool as fuck
2: he's yeah see so he's a, he's a big guy with a big horse and yeah
0: So that's Lupu. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, story-wise, if you want... Oh, by the way, the actual Pepsi... It wasn't Pepsi Max. It's something way funnier. (laughs) It's Peppy. Pepsi. Next. Peppy next. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's Pepsi next. Uh, Zero sugar. Wow. (laughs) I guess Lupu can't have sugar. Well, how else do you think he keeps his rippling abs (laughs) can't have shit in (laughs) Shu (laughs) Han. Lubu took all the sugar. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, our joking aside, the whole Dynasty Warriors thing is basically you go out, you fight a bunch bunch of dudes with your bare hands, sometimes, or with whatever weapon you got, and then you do that. And now we're going to talk talk about what people are really here for. All of this m- rambly preamble is for one purpose, and that is to basically remind you all what we're talking about. Because mm-hmm. we're about to talk about, because we haven't talked about anything Three Kingdoms related since well long. Like at all. Which honestly is incredible restraint on our part. <laughs> I- I'm very impressed with us. Wow. It took us, let's see, our last time talking about it was... Let's see, that was, well, the last well Long episode was episode, like, five? No, uh, episode nine. So it had taken, taken oh. us almost 30 episodes.
1: <laughs>
0: this would be episode 37. So it took us 18 episodes to not talk about this again at nauseum. I mean, we mentioned it here and there for, like, Samurai Warriors, but that's only in the context of Samurai Warriors being a thing. <laughs>
2: We're we we're, we're back to it now, and oh boy!
0: <laughs> oh lord, uh, uh we we are apologizing now, because uh, we're already like thirty some minutes in.
2: So, in in Actually, these games, in I, I'm quest... sorry.
0: That's forty minutes in.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: And now in we're getting quest... into the
2: meat and potatoes.
0: Take it away, Sardo.
2: So, in our quest to be the baddest dude and you ultimately fail because it was the Jin Dynasty that ultimately did it and they also collapsed. Uh, thanks very a lot, fast. John Anfang.
0: No, um, no, I, I love that, by the way. If you ever, if you ever I, want to have a very
2: fun story, everyone, go read really up on It really makes you love these games as much as you do.
0: Well, before that, I want to finish my thought. If you want to have a very fun time, read up on The War of the Eight Princes, watch as eight dudes and one woman brew an entirely good thing in like 30 years. <laughs> Like this, this was somehow worse than what happened with the fall of the Han, and it took way less time. It is really funny. And they're all related, they're all family, too. So they're all just it's just a large slap fight between brothers, uncles, and sons. And it's like, I want to be emperor, I want to be emperor. And then the empress is like, I'm the empress, and I'm also a bitch. (laughs)
2: I'm a girl boss. I'm a mean
0: girl but Everyone here is bad. Everyone here is an idiot. and it, it, Everyone here sucks and it's great. And it ruins everything. And it, like, takes so little time. It is so funny. You could just hear Su Yi being like, you fucking imbeciles.
2: All of you. Some of you are my brother. This... This era was preceded by the It's Always Sunny theme. (laughs) Yes,
0: but anyway, uh, how I feel about Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors is like the comfort food of video games for me. Like one of them. You're absolutely right. There's nothing more fun than playing as these oddly dressed weirdos with silly weapons going around hitting people with them. As they shout about how important they are. (laughs)
2: I just love fighting guys. I
0: just I love fighting dudes. I love fighting dudes with a boat and over my shoulder. <laughs> That's a real weapon.
2: And I will say it's maybe not quite up there in terms of like games like Yakuza in in the spirit of this, but I love how Dynasty Warriors captures the essence of guys being dudes. Absolutely
0: nothing captures the essence of guys being dudes quite like Yakuza. Like, that's very specifically... If you ever wanted to know what a masculine friendship looks like, (laughs) and you don't want to talk to men, play a
2: Yakuza game. It's kind of like this. But Dynasty Warriors is an intellectual's version of guys being dudes. Sometimes. Sometimes it's really stupid. <laughs>
0: but
1: mm.
2: I I just I love how over the top it is. I love how absurd it is.
0: There is no I'll... point when you're playing this game where it is anything for form of chill. So yeah, it's it, the essence of guys being dude but very stupid. Yes, sometimes. What?
2: And, and often, especially when it's like the more intellectual characters, it's usually the strategists that get up to the dumbest shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for some reason, you think the smart guys would be not the dumb ones, but sometimes they're just so petty. All these they're, intellectuals, they're... they can't stand each other like one bit. <laughs>
2: they're so catty,
0: <laughs> they're so mailed. <laughs> But I feel like this is a good time to start talking about factions, the important part here. Gotcha. So, as we stated, there are technically four factions in these three kingdoms. So, we're going to talk okay. about them. We're going to talk about the technically the first one. And I say technically because they don't get called that until in, until after the fact. And that is the Kingdom of Wei. They're blue or purple. And they're yes. led by Sao Cao, who goes,
2: Ambition. Chaos. And the leaders of these respective factions tend to all have kind of a uniting theme. For Wu, it's family. family. <laughs> For Shu, it's benevolence because Liu nice. Bei is ostensibly Liu <laughs> Bei is ostensibly the hero of this whole mess, as much as this five-car pile-up of unfortunate events could be you know, hero having. And for Tsao Chao, who is evil who is Jason? Well sort of. We'll get into that. It's complicated. <laughs> this
0: gets a lot more complicated than you think it does. And trust me, that's normal. It's ambition. Ambition. I say it's chaos a lot, because he wants to bring
2: down this chaos. He's he's known as the hero of chaos because he arose from the chaos of the time to unify the land or attempt to anyway he, he didn't actually succeed in doing that uh, in
0: fact any it. of the guys were most of the guys we're about to talk about almost none of them did which is the funniest part about everything we're about to talk about because the whole end goal is uniting the land and uh by the way the person who unites the land actually i don't think anyone here unites the land. Now that I think Nobody. about it, I don't
2: think any of the actual characters are the people who actually does it. <laughs> Nobody in this cast, no playable character here unites the land. <laughs> I,
0: we'll get into that real quick of who actually does it. So, you have way. they're the blue ones, they're usually the characters that are like the schemers, the ambitious ones. Um, this has changed over the years, we'll get into that with six. Uh, Wu's the family-oriented one where everyone's a big, happy family until they're very much
2: not. <laughs> and they kind of get the short end of the stick, by and large, in terms of things like screen time and character development, and
0: it's rough. And we're going to get into why that's actually kind of bullshit, but we'll get into that in a bit. And then there's Shu, who were technically the heroes of this because they're because Liu Bei's the hero of the novel because Lao Guan Zhong happened to be... From that area of China and therefore was doing propaganda. He had no choice but to stand. <laughs> he, he, I had no choice but to stand my hero Liu Bei. Despite the he... fact that he really has no claimant for being the benevolent one outside of this, outside of the novel, it's really funny. Uh,
2: Liu Bei, as with a lot of these dudes historically, was just a guy. <laughs> He just happened to be a guy who happened to be good, smart.
0: I guess lucky enough, slash, smart enough, slash, stick tootiveness enough. No, that didn't really roll off the tongue, but who cares? I'm I'm rolling with it. Enough to mm-hmm. to be like the one in charge, one of the last few people in charge. It's kind of how how the cookie crumbles, right? Yeah. Kind of like being Tokugawa Ieyasu, but instead of being very, very patient, you somehow just backstab your way to, to victory. There's a lot of backstabbing in 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 this in this story. It is a comical amount of backstabbing.
2: Also, allegedly through his infant son. I'm pretty sure that didn't actually yeah, happen. Yeah, no, but that it's that funny. that's
0: most likely just a product of <laughs> of the novel, and to explain away some things about his son, who was very incompetent. Anyway, that's that's from the novel. If you ever wonder what a child looks like when they expect for by football and how they turn out as they live, uh, Liu Shan,
2: who did the best he could given given the circumstances of his life. Eh, if you go by
0: Dynasty Warriors, which is which is the nicer interpretation of Liu Shan's short, somewhat short rulership of Shu. Anyway, point is, what happens is. Which is funny that it's called Romance of the Three Kingdoms because like half the novels before that is even a concept. We should just mention that. It's really funny.
2: It's it's oddly named.
0: It's <laughs> oddly named because the fall of the Han Dynasty, like, officially speaking, the Kingdom of Wei doesn't actually come to existence until, like, 220. By that point, Shu Han and Wu are already a thing. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: Which is just like, that's weird. I just think it's funny. Yeah, it's like, ah, yes, the king, the three kingdoms, and uh, that third kingdom is officially speaking, the 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 kingdom of is the Han Empire. Yeah, just one of those things. It's just like kind of oddly named because technically the Three Kingdoms period is 60 years but the novel Mm -hmm. starts like almost a hundred years actually more than a hundred years before that the Three Kingdoms period even starts because most of these people start before that depending on uh, how you want to define things point is it's hilarious but we have more to talk about so let's get into yes, Let's get into the fun part and let's talk about who owns what and who's considered important. And it starts of course in the north where the Han dynasty's seat of power is. And we need to talk about our good friend Dong Zhuo. That guy. The guy
2: everybody hated. It, genuinely, I do. I find him very
0: entertaining. Oh, I love the guy under the grounds that he's very entertaining and very funny. Like, that, it, this guy is so unlikable that everyone's like, okay, fuck this guy in particular.
2: <laughs> we don't like him. The alliance against him is literally named the anti-Dongzhuo coalition. (laughs) It should be
0: noted that Dongzhuo basically took... So what happens is the Yellow Turban Rebellion happens and it gets put down eventually. But in the interim, in the court, for some reason, and I've always said this, if you want to know how a dynasty crumbles throughout... Like dynastic China, you usually just look at everybody hates the eunuchs. And it happens very often. <laughs> the eunuchs' fault. <laughs> and basically, the eunuchs and the bureaucrats get mad at each other because, of course, they do. And, well, uh, what happens is the un- the eunuchs uh, kill the Man in charge of the army, his name is uh uh specifically uh Hajin. He was the like the butcher of like wherever it was called. Uh he's one of my f- you wanna know why I love this guy's nickname of, of the butcher?
2: Why? Uh
0: because he you usually when someone gets the nickname of uh, the epitaph of butcher it's usually cuz they're a horrible person and they kill a lot of people right hudgeon is hilarious because uh he was a butcher and
2: i think L- I'm a queen, literal was, statement he <laughs> that, that born in, he was born into a family of butchers yes yeah,
0: so what happened is that hudgeon is this catalyst for a lot of stuff happening. Because he gets killed in. Yeah, he's a Butcher of the Haze. And he, he's called that because his sister married
2: Liu Hong, the emperor. But he was a butcher. And and historically, in in this period of China, being a butcher was like one of the lowest professions that you could have. It was yeah. Not not looked well upon. It was... It was... Yeah. It was an unglamorous... Like, undignified profession. Yes. So what what's funny about all this... Is that
0: he basically becomes in charge of the Imperial Army. And his death is this catalyst of... All the eunuchs being murdered... By the likes of Dong Zhuo... Oh, and several other people. Because they're like, okay... These motherfuckers... Just killed the guy who's in charge of the army... That's not cool. <laughs> Everyone went, um, excuse me. So they do. And after they murder every after they murder all of them, Dongchou is like, now I'm the minister. <laughs> With an evil grin on his face. Like, hmm. My city now. <laughs> and basically everyone's like, uh, what? And then he starts basically basically ruling china because the emperor in question was like five
2: he he was the quintessential puppet emperor
0: yeah <laughs> and uh there you go and so this is where our story really starts in full here with the battle at hulao gate a uh, fun fact there was no battle of hulao gate that was just that's because lao Guanzong was just like we need a fight scene here Mostly the alliance against, the coalition against Dong Zhuo is mostly just running around going like, but never agreeing on doing anything. Very ineffectual. It's like Sardo and I trying to pick three ice cream flavors to be shared between us. I think we'd probably get into, we'd probably, we would, we would be like, okay, this is one for me, this is one for you, but what's the third one that gets split between us? And we would probably spend like 30 minutes.
2: Yeah, I'd say that's fair.
0: Orange Sherbert. No, I don't feel like it. No. What about what about cookie dough? We had that last time, <laughs> and it's that for thirty minutes.
2: And I, I think this this exemplifies the brutal lack of teamwork present throughout the Romance of the Three Kingdoms and its related incidentals. <laughs> it's like people cannot fucking get
0: along. They don't, because everyone's gunning to be number one, and that's what happens when everyone's gunning to be number one. No one wants to be a team player, and so some people take their ball and go home. Yep. Which is what happened to Sun Jian because he's like, fuck this shit, fuck you guys. None of you wants to do anything except for that South out guy who just got his ass kicked because he went with a way too small a force, and he knew that, hoping to spur something.
2: So and, yeah, basically and, and that's what happens. As, as mentioned before, the coalition against Dong Zhuo does not actually deal with him. Uh, Dong Zhuo is killed by his adopted son, Lu Bu, Ooh. the strongest man in China.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and basically, I'll, and the rest of the story is what falls out from there. And you play through that story for Dynasty Warriors. I think we're getting lost in the weeds of the story when that only kind of sort of matters. So we're going to skip forward a bit to when... Because we could talk a lot about what happens with Dong Zhuo because he's kind of very important here, despite only living for like ten percent of the of the story at best. It's
2: a lot of shit off. Yeah. So then, what
0: happens is, you know, Souths. Then everyone's like, we're going to do our own thing because really, what the Yellow Turban Rebellion showed was that the. Central bureaucracy was um, such a mess that really everyone was on their own. That's what happens in these things. That's how you end up in a warring states period, is everyone realizes the states are on their own. Which is why Delaware will win the uh, Battle of the 50 States. I believe in them. I I believe in you, Delaware. (laughs) But yeah, so woo it, the re- so i guess we're going to start with our feelings on factions i guess now that we're going to we're going to we're going to skip past the story for a bit because we could just keep talking about it for hours
2: and normally this is the this is the bit where we would talk a little bit about individual characters here we're not going to do that no, because we the, okay. the cast the cast is too big the the cast is what 80 strong
0: oh it's bigger than that now sardo with... it's
2: bigger than 80 it's
0: it's over a hundred by this point.
2: There's a fucking lot of people in this game, oh, okay?
0: How many Dynasty <laughs> Not dynasties in China.
2: In... How many warriors in a dynasty warrior?
0: Your characters. 9 was the last one. 94. There are 94 characters in 9 and that's not including like the weird mystical characters that they sometimes put into these games.
2: M- mostly present nowadays in the Warriors Orochi spin-off yeah. games. Yeah, they they're, they're back in like in 3
0: there was a couple of like the mythological like Chinese emperors and myth Mythological characters in it for funsies. You unlocked them; they were secret characters back when that was a thing that you could do, which was cool. Back back when back when games weren't heavily monetized, to hell and back. But
2: I think a good place to start with this is okay, Strauss. What's your favorite kingdom? Overall, that's tough. I would
0: say overall, my favorite is Way. Because it's like, I can't really count Other, because Other is like a bunch of non-affiliated
2: people with their own faction. It, like, it, I love a lot of the characters in the Other section, but it doesn't count as a kingdom. Yeah,
0: it isn't really, yeah, place. it's like, I like the Other, like, a lot of my personal, a good chunk of my personal favorites happen to be in Other. Same. I, I know. <laughs> We both know this. I like how we're saying this like we don't already know this. I'm
2: saying it for the sake of the people. I that know, are I know. It's just
0: really funny to be in mid-conversation. It's like, oh, it's other. And, and you and you had to be smiling on. It's like, yes, oh, fascinating. Despite the fact that we definitely already know that as an answer. I could have done that with a blindfold on.
2: We're explaining a lot of this for the, for the benefit of yes, the audience. Yes,
0: I understand that. I'm just saying it's funny. <laughs> it, it's always funny when you have to answer a question that you know the person asking you absolutely knows that question it could have been answered it for you in like a one of those couples games <laughs> hey sardo what's what's your favorite kingdom
2: it's shoe <laughs> i know for you it's not shoe <laughs> it's not it i have anyway yeah but, we'll, but we'll probably way yeah probably way
0: i think it's because i think for both of us way are like the closest to bad guys and so therefore they're usually the fun ones.
2: I think of the Respective Kingdoms as kind of that in in the eighties movie when they're going through like, that's the jocks table, that's the geeks table. Like the way table is like the they're the delinquents, they're the you know the they, They're ones. they they got their 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 combs and their leather jackets and and they're you know, they're the delinquents. <laughs> they're the bad ones who go... at people. But they also have kind of a. I I find their interpersonal connections the most interesting of all the kingdoms. I do, too. And, and mostly because, like, they're the least
0: united by, like, a such a core, obvious, central philosophy. Like, Wu is... I like Wu, we both like Wu, but we feel Wu does not get really enough material half the time. Uh, Wu doesn't, yeah, Wu doesn't get enough fuel. And part of that is because for some reason, a big chunk of, like, the later Three Kingdoms period is mostly just Wu and Wei fighting each other in the East, being like, and going, and never making any headway. So it's it's both not very interesting, but also interesting, I think is a good way to put it. Yes. And but that doesn't involve Liu Bei and Chu, so no one cares about it according to Guan to Guan Guangzhong
2: Gwanzhong really was like that that time period's version of hardcore stands of something that go into a completely unrelated Twitter thread like, Yeah, I don't care stream Liu Bei and then like posting a gif of Liu Bei.
0: I mean, there's a lot of uh, like historical reasons for that, but we're not going to go into that right now.
2: No, it that's it, that that's the surface level what it
0: looks like. Yes, that's what it looks like. But see, I I think the reason why we like Wei so much, and by extension gin, because gin is just a continuation of way in a very odd
2: fashion. I, I've heard it called diet way by a lot of folks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a little unfair. It is. It's a little unfair, but it's also like, yeah, kinda, because technically speaking, the Jin Dynasty doesn't even start in Jin. Nope. Like the the Jin faction, as they can be described as, is still technically all officers of what would be known as Cao Wei, after the abdication forced ab probably forced abdication of the last emperor of the Han Dynasty. Because of course he, of course they were. So it's just really funny. They're just called that because it's to differentiate how these were the guys who won. Yes. And they show up actually hilariously not in not until Dynasty Warriors Seven. It took a long ass time. Which makes sense because it's just like after a certain point the Jin stuff is mostly just putting down rebellions and then like beating up Shu. What what remains of Shu, anyways, after years
2: so, of attempting to evade north and failing miserably. Since we're on this topic, yes. uh, now might be a good time to talk about the one guy who got in a little ahead of that and was... Because uh, initially he starts with Wei. I want to talk about Sumo Yi.
0: Okay, we need to talk about the quintessential character of this entire series, Suma yi The dude of all time. <laughs> now, we're, we're I say quintessential because there's no character that absolutely... What's... Like, embodies what Dynasty Warriors is quite like Suma yi <laughs> He's so Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, I remember... Like, you might have seen the video of that one guy who ranked, like, who are all the Dynasty Warriors, and he put Suma yi on top and basically said... It, when I imagine what Dynasty worries about, it is this character. With him just cackling as he just beats up a bunch of people with his
2: bullshit. Sumi- and he's right for ta- He was a tactician under Tsao Tsao, who eventually ascended to become, like... L- one of the dudes responsible for, for the Gene Empire becoming a thing. Yeah. He was ambitious, he was ruthless he had a pretty intense rivalry with wi- with Juguweong. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the Vorkano voice returns. Juguweong.
0: Juguweong, <laughs> everybody.
2: And he's very known for laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically has cackling evilly in the games and then going imbecile. Imbeciles.
2: <laughs> a pack of imbeciles. And he's, he's smarter than everybody else. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room at any given moment. And most of the time, he's right. <laughs> and eventually, he has a very hot and scary wife. Yeah. And also some children that, because the, the game's mechanics don't really handle aging at all, look about the same age as him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that's just always really funny about these, it, like it needs to be understood that it's because if you were to do the aging effects properly well, ha- some of these characters would die before they're supposed to.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Basically the point is is <laughs> just that, uh, yeah it doesn't look right. And you have characters who are, like, talking to other characters who, like, by that point should be 80 years old, and they look like they're 32. At best. Or in the case of one, of one of your beloveds, looks a lot older than he does because he can't stop coughing.
2: He's got the terminal sick- sickness. He's down with the sickness, anyway.
0: <laughs> 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 we'll talk more about him in a bit. Point is, we... I'm I'm going to say when we talk when I talk about how much I like the way characters I'm lumping the Jin characters in here too, yes because they're all they're they're very interconnected in the grand scheme of things. Genie's basically just way. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is, in its own weird way. It's it's weird,
2: but I love way. I love its friendships. Friendship is magic. Friendship is magic. These people but... are murderers. <laughs>
0: Friendship is magic. Everyone here is absolutely willing to... to this, this is the group of people who would absolutely
2: shank a bitch for you in prison. I, I think it's heartwarming. I think it's beautiful. It also has Zhang He, who is... My beloved, I I love him. He's beautiful. He's he's like Vega, but good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and basically, all all these characters have their own weird ambitions and wants, and they're the kingdom of ambition of ambitious people who do ambitious things.
2: And and I think independence plays a lot into that. It's it's independent motivations. It's less for the common good and more for personally motivated good.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate, and that's also, I think, why they're very popular amongst like the Western side of the fan base. Yeah, because they're like the ones who want to like do things their way, and what what is and what they think is the best way. They're
2: rebels, Dottie. They're loners. I'm a re- I'm a rebel, Dottie. I
0: love it. <laughs> uh, we're gonna need to talk about Peter's big adventure at some point.
2: Yes. So moving on, um let's I talk think about maybe Wu. let's talk about Wu. Yeah. So
0: Wu is sadly out of the two out of the three kingdoms the one that gets sort of left by the wayside because the problem is they don't really fight Shu that often. So therefore they don't really get to be spotlighted as much outside of their own stuff, which is admittedly a The problem, I think the issue is the problem with Wu is not a lot happens there until the very end when the game stopped covering what happens and puts it in the epilogue. Yeah. Because uh, the joke here is, uh, is their main ruler is Sun Shuang. And and because of Sun Shuang's long, long rule. uh, what, What was the joke about him? I forget. It was like, you may not be this, my lord, you may not be the smartest or the most talented, but you will be the last one standing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what actually happens. Liu Bei and Cao Cao die well before Sun Shuang, because Sun Chuang is, in fact, younger than all of them. Yes. But, he was born in eight in 1882. Uh To put this in perspective, uh, Liu Bei was born in... Like like twenty years earlier? <laughs> and Sao Cao, I think, is even older. Yes, he it's Sao is almost 30 years older than he was. So he was like, My lord, don't worry. By the time they're dead, you'll still be
2: alive. <laughs> and he's like, You're right. I will be still alive. It's he's literally the the guy in the The skating contest, who won because everybody else fell over before they could reach the finish line. I mean, he
0: didn't win properly, but, like, conceptually speaking, he was the one to outlive all of his peers. Yes. Which is funny. It is. But, yeah, so that's what happens. The... For them, the the downside is also with a lot of woo is that, like, their big shining moment happens actually very early on, which is the Battle of Red Cliffs, as it's generally called, or Cherby, as as it's generally. Did you know, by the way, about the Battle of Chirby, that they don't actually know exactly wh- where it took place? Ah. Uh. It's like, we know it's somewhere between these two points is where it happened. After that, we're not really sure. I love that about it. It's like we know w- roughly where it happened, exactly where. But yeah, basically, chirpy happens. Uh, it, it, that's their big crowning moment is where they, because at that point, South had been rolling in the north, and it's like if they don't stop him here, he's absolutely taking all of the south, and no one, and South is going to win before he dies. Uh, he doesn't, obviously. Surprise! Surprise! A bunch of people are very good at sailing, or very good at battling on the ocean, on the on the rivers. Big surprise! 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 People who are really good at fighting on water are good at fighting on water.
2: So, Wu is known mainly for one thing: family. <laughs> I mean, besides that, besides that. Oh, okay. Wait, um, it's it known for having an absolutely unshakable Dilf. In the form oh, yeah. of Sunjian. <laughs> wow, okay. In fairness, I'm not wrong. <laughs> it
0: is about his family. Just. But yeah.
2: we, we talked a little bit about this this tendency with uh, Koei Tecmo fans in our Samurai Warriors discussion uh, with Toyohisa. Characters just... you, you would see in gay porn,
0: Soonjion is the dil- is the gay Dilf of all time in this regard. It,
2: there is so much art of this man with his dick out, <laughs> and I understand why
0: kissing other dudes, also with their dicks out. Usually, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not as bad as Toya I we'll say. And in in the fact that if I was to work look on an image hosting site that allows not safe for work images, there is a percentage chance of it not with him in a chalk strap.
2: There's there's higher ratios of him with his clothes on. Yes. It's it's, <laughs> the it's odds. It's, it's 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 still not that high of a ratio. the the, the chance of seeing Sun Jian Dick and Balls are are not always high, but never zero. Yep, there's. Th- 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 I I don't fault people for it at all because he is very attractive. He's a very attractive older man,
0: man, and his wife is never seen on screen. Therefore, it, it, the only people they have him work with is usually men. It's it's lots of him kissing other men,
2: and yeah. and that's good, good. <laughs> and also his three children, um, Sun Shang She's definitely a lesbian, but she marries Liu Bei. Politically speaking,
0: if you Politi- even go through, even if you wa- read the book, it is very obvious that there is no love between these two people. <laughs> yeah. it's Okay, um, so we first things first, we should talk about the name first,
2: because we actually don't know what her name is. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of female characters in this that it's like, they maybe necessarily didn't like didn't exist in this capacity in history or what have you there's there's some embellishing and that's fine yeah. i'm i'm here for more girls <laughs> okay so like one of the biggest problems with this time period is of the things that
0: survived not everything is written down because it wasn't considered super important and usually that means women are left out of records shit's patriarchal <laughs> yeah shit's patriarchal especially china because thanks confucius Prick.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Confucius. Well, and, and,
0: and, well, we can't now uh, run in China.
2: <laughs>
0: we, can't, we can't tour China now. <laughs> Strauss and Sardau apologize to Confucius. <laughs> the Chinese government has forgiven forget- Strauss and <laughs> Sorry, Confucius. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, what that means is a lot of the times certain people's names were written down. Now, in fairness, they might have been written down. I will be nice. It might have been written down. It might not have survived. This was almost 2,000 years ago. A lot of stuff is probably just lost to time. And because there's a lot of fighting that went on for the next, like, 100-plus years, it's very easy for shit to get lost. Mm -hmm. That's how that happens. In to be fair, and sometimes it's like, oh, what was her name? I don't remember. Uh, We know who she is. We do know there is a Lady Wu. There there is a Lady Sun, basically. as She's she's sometimes called Lady Wu. uh, Basically, we know Sun Jian had a daughter of some capacity who got married to Liu Bei. We don't know if they're blood-related or not because adopting was a big thing in East Asia. Either way. Either way. um, She's called here Sun Shang Xiong. And for some reason, they used to put a space between the shang and Xiong, and now they don't
2: yeah the the romanization of stuff plays kind of fast and loose with like things like spacing (laughs) yeah
0: we're not we're not really sure but point is um she is actually the first girl character in this series that's fun she is Uh, but yeah um her most important relationship in this entire series and has ended up being with her brother's favorite concubine. In fairness, Sun Shuang really loved her. (laughs) Like, if you read up of, like, the things that happened after Liang Shi died in real life, it's like, wow. He was was into her. (laughs) He was down bad. Like, this man is a wife
2: guy. (laughs) And looking at Sun Shuan in... Both in the game and in records written about him, she was probably the best thing he had going for him. (laughs) I mean, she's
0: also described as very hot, like, all in all of her accounts of her. So, like, I get it why. She liked him enough to be like, sure. Lady Boo Liang Shi was his favorite. (laughs) And
2: in the game, she is a severe hottie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and even though, like... I will say this, uh, Soon Shuang, as he's presented, is not our type. He's kind of my type. Oh, okay, he's kind of your type. But he's not, he needs a bit of extra aging before he's ready to come out of, he, he, you're like, it's like a, he's like a steak. I, You, you need to I, put him I, in the dry aging room
2: for a bit longer before he's ready. He's, so, I guess we'll, we'll skip over sunset uh, real quick. We'll get back to him. Well, in fairness, Sun Shuang like he... came into this game first. But we're just following what the games did. <laughs> Sun Chuan is the the middle child of the three Sun children we see here, and he's a loser.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of like he's it, his brother is known as the little conqueror, who got mo- most of this stuff started. His younger sister is like the hot girl of the family, and sort of, and,
2: and she's kind of a tomboy. She's a badass. <laughs> she's a baddie. She's neat. Their, their dad is their dad. Their dad is awesome.
0: Like, he's called the tiger of like Jing Dong. Of course he's cool.
2: The and, dude has and, a, He has a cool epitaph. That that's cheating. Sun so Chuan kind of gives me Michael Sarah vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could make a comment about
0: how he's voiced by Gideon Emery. And so they give him a much more cooler sounding voice than he actually
2: is. <laughs> he does have a much cooler voice than he actually is. He's kinda of pathetic. He's he's not very confident. He's He just doesn't really live up to the rest of his siblings or his father. And But he's, he did he, rule the longest. <laughs> but he did rule the longest, he didn't die. Unlike his brother Sunsa, who allegedly got killed by a wizard. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm not sure, I don't remember how exactly he dies in real life, but he, he died very young. He died, like, 25. Yeah. Which, he, like, I know we talk about, like, mortality rate in the average age, but in the case of Sun Tzu, he died shockingly early.
2: Yeah, like, Sun Tzu's death was, like, a tragedy and unexpected and horrible and bad for all people involved. Especially because he was very good at what he did. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff riding on him. And, uh, he died very soon. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) He died very soon. (laughs) But. It's true, though. But, yeah, so that's, that's the Sun family. Uh, Lots of tragedy going on with them. Life was hard. It's not easy being Sun Quan. It's a good thing you have this beautiful, beautiful concubine to dry your tears with. Um. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, the The other thing to note is that Shi is probably the most buxom of the uh, Dynasty Warriors ladies. Oh, God. They from day
0: one. When the moment she was added in. Anyway You brought it up, not me. <laughs> well what was I talking about? Uh, uh, she rested boobily towards the beach. I made you draw that actually. You did. It you was did funny. make me draw that. But All right. There's... We're, we're, we've been avoiding them long enough. We need to talk about Shu. Shu was fine. Shu was fine. All right, let's move on. Uh, the, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She,
2: <laughs> oh, that she that. was led by a man named Liu Bei.
0: Oh God, that that should have told you everything that I that Sardo almost was like. Oh, he's not kidding. He knows. He knows we're about to say some takes. But no. We're, we're, we're not going to shy away from it.
2: Liu Bei is in charge of Shu. At the age of six, he was born without a face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At age six, I was born without a face. Yeah, no. Uh, Shu is... an interesting faction as they are in the novel and in these games, historically speaking, the good guys... Yeah, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly so. Which should be code for, yeah, no, they weren't.
2: <laughs> of course, they weren't.
0: Now, mind you. To be fair, that's they're because they're this they're is they're a no- base after a novel, where they're the good guys. <sighs> Yes, and not the h- actual history where it was very obvious that no one hears the good guy. Does everyone's and, various shades of fuck off? <laughs> and,
2: and I want to put a fine point on this by saying, and, and <laughs> I think it the, in in the history of the fandom, there's been a lot of people. They get really big mad about the way she was represented as overwhelmingly the good guys and who take great pains to remind everybody that it's like, you know, Liu Bei was actually a bad person historically. And, and it's like, okay, the thing is, by and large, a lot of the people involved in this story overall were not, were probably not great people. Yeah, there were there were probably like some perfectly fine, upstanding, moral dudes involved, but a lot of these guys were just dudes in varying shades of gray. But, but but I think it's like there's there's a lot of people who really go the other way with Shu and get really really mad about how it's depicted, and it's like Dynasty Warriors has gotten a lot more, I don't know, middle of the road with it. In, in more recent yeah, games. Yeah, I, I think we can bring say? this
0: up real quick, like, and just kind of explain. Because historically speaking, Dicey Warriors 2, which is where the actual ones that we're talking about start up, by the way, just, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, one's yep. the fighting game. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dicey Warriors 1, Dicey Wars 2 through 5 is very classically based after the book, in the sense that Wei's the bad guys, Wu's over there, shoes the good guys. It's really 6 where they start going like, well, that's not really what happened, Wu's, Wei's still very popular, people are pointing out, like, this is really unfair to Wei, because it's just ignoring reality. And since Dynasty Warrior 6, the writing for all three factions have been more or less... Neutral, except for with Shu, who are still kind of presented as the good guys,
2: Yeah, or I mean, least with in, Shu. at least in their own minds <laughs> with Shu a little more, it's like, okay, yes, Liu Bei was a virtuous man. He was a good man, but he was still a man <laughs> mm-hmm
0: actually, i think I think the person who really sums up the problem with the writing of Shu historically speaking. Is Guan Yu himself? Where there's no real proof of all of his feats.
2: <laughs> it's
0: all folklore in the
2: book. And and, and Guan Yu has essentially Except been deified. His beard. It, the beard uh, was he, real because there's no way that survived for over a thousand years. <laughs> Guan Yu is known for two things: being the god of war, and for having a really nice beard. Having just
0: the world's most impressive beard. Like you know, his beard had to be really cool if that's the thing that continuously got depicted all the time. <laughs> like, no, this
2: beard's beard's legit. (laughs) People waxed rhapsodical about how beautiful that beard was. I think it was compared to, like, he had, like, his beard was, like, a a woman's hair. It was, like, beautiful.
0: Actually, that actually goes to the point of how he's usually depicted in the games where his beard is much shinier and flatter than everyone else's because he took so great care of it, it is soft as
2: can be. And he does have a very nice beard.
0: And it's so soft and nice, in fact, that the person who inherited that that nice hair gene out of all of his kids was his daughter.
2: Go figure, and, and it shows.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, so basically what happens is Uh, I guess our problem with Shu is, is that a lot of them are sort of the goody, goody, good types, but then you kind of know anything about them and you're like, hmm,
2: they could be more interesting,
0: I think. For me,
2: yeah, and like, I wouldn't mind if they dipped a little more into that morally gray side. To me, a lot of the folks in Shu commit the greatest crime to me, which is that they're kind of boring,
0: they they are kind of boring, and the problem is their histor- actual historical counterpart are way more interesting. Yeah. Usually, that's not to say we don't like Shu, all the shoe characters. There's some, some we definitely love, including the greatest character who ever put in to, put to cinema and video games. That's right, we're talking about our man Pong Tong. Pong Tong, Pong Tong. tong, tong. <laughs> this tiny little weirdo who just goes
2: around being smug. He is five foot three, and he is smarter than you. Sometimes he dresses up like a moth. <laughs> yeah, and he's neat. <laughs> he's he's great. Pong Tong is the best character hands down. Yeah. Everybody else go home.
0: <laughs> this smug little weirdo is better than you, and he'll let you know.
2: He's the best, and he's the the best thing to happen to Shu.
0: mm mm-hmm. And that should and that's well that and Fa Zhang, who is another smart man, but he's like I you owe me monies.
2: Yes, yes I owe. It. And yeah, Fa Zhang is like the token evil character of Shu. He was he was put in place to be evil. Um, yes. he's a man with a historically fairly sketchy history. He was really bent on, you know exacting revenge on people and he was he was very vindictive but by a lot of historical accounts he was not a nice dude (laughs) yep and uh, yeah but he's also like depicted as in his maybe mid-20s here and very attractive so it's it's kind of evil in a hot way you know which is why
0: he's your favorite Shuby
2: i'd say he's tied with pong tong
0: you love him not that i'm not that i'm saying anything bad about that i i just so much what you like
2: he's fun i I just think he's neat
0: like the problem i think we have with shu isn't so much that they're like bad it's just that the interesting ones are are like Wei, because he's the world's most pathetic man Wet. Wet as can be, just trying to carry on his master's vision and failing miserably.
1: Chancellor.
0: <laughs> uh Yue Ying, who is actually who is said master of Jiang Wei Zhu Liang's
2: hot wife. She's the hottest. Uh, she's also really smart. Yeah. She she makes things. She builds tanks. Yeah. Or uh, I guess juggernauts as they're called here yeah. but they're tanks they're they're fucking tanks that shoot fire and uh
0: uh i guess we like. yingping
2: your girl yeah yeah we like yingping
0: mostly because she's this cute little lady and then she can pick up a boulder
2: she's very strong that's she's her strong. thing
0: yeah she doesn't get much to do sadly because she shows up in po- mostly in post her dad dying material that That's the problem with, like, Shu after a certain point. It's like, after Liu Bei, Zhang Fei, and Guan Yu all die, it's just like, well, that's it. There's also Zhang Fei. We don't say much about Zhang Fei. We used to say a lot about Zhang Fei, but out of politeness for those who like Zhang Fei and our memories of what we liked about Zhang Fei, we, this is where we're going to stop.
2: I, I like to carefully... Pull away um, Dynasty Warrior Zhang Fei from his uh, all, everything to do with him historically and say that on his own in Dynasty Warriors, I think he's one of the more interesting Shu characters.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The problem is, once you know anything about the actual Zhang Fei, it kind of ruins the, the fun in yeah. a way that's just you really wish it didn't. It it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to root for a bastard like this. <laughs> Which, like, but then you're like, what about sao Yeah, but sao owns being a bastard. They don't pretend that he's not a bastard.
2: Yeah.
0: sao walks in being like, I'm the baddest bitch here, and it's my ambition.
2: And also, sao was bad in kind of a girl boss way. Um. That's all I'll say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, the problem is, Zhang Fei, you can look it up, did something that is very... uh, Like,
2: even by the time period, considered really bad. Just flat, standard, human behavior level... Bad. Horrible. (laughs) And not even, like,
0: the, like, I ordered this man to be killed kind of way. Like, that's how got a lot of people killed on purpose. But at least it's, like... He he's depicted as someone who is morally gray, so it's like, okay, that's within, you know, purview. For, I, for, I think it's a nice way to put it.
2: At the risk of sounding unnuanced, the real Zhang Fei did something really evil. Yes. Very, like, and, and that's weird, all. very specifically evil. And and that's all we'll say on the matter. Yes. But, uh, other... Other. So, we're gonna start by stating there are two
0: halves to other. We're gonna start with the people who are not affiliated with Lubu. (laughs) Yes. We're we're gonna... be prepared, everyone. We're about to enter
2: into a certain somebody's favorite character territory. And and I like all of these people very much. As a matter of course, I like everybody in the other category. (laughs) I think they're all delightful. (laughs)
0: They are delightful. I also like quite a few of these characters, so we're just going to go over a couple of them, shall we? Yes. We're going to start... Uh, uh, we already talked about Dong Zhuo, so we're, we can... We're going to start with Yuan Shao. Right. There we go. I was like, wait, well, going down the I also
2: love... <laughs> I love this man.
0: So He's stupid. To, to, to get a, a point is is that Yuan Shao is the character, is Sao Sao's old friend from childhood. And they eventually will come to blows. He's part of this the very important Yuan family. And I guess the best way to put it is he is by far the...
2: How would you like to describe him? He has kenergy.
0: He has kenergy everybody.
2: He's he's a member of the nobility and he will remind you of that at every available opportunity. He is clad in all gold armor. He has a dapper little mustache. His- he he speaks like this. <laughs> Hello. And he he's just and he's also, like, a very competent, skilled fighter. He's a he's a good leader beneath his bluster. But he's also just a doofus.
0: The best way to put it is he's a lot less competent than he thinks he is.
2: Because he thinks he's way more competent than anybody actually is. Mm-hmm. And he's
0: like, because of my family name, I must do this. And it's that a lot.
2: For, for the noble name of the
0: yuan family, also like that, that's what he's like <laughs> that and that's not a bad thing that's part, part- part of the reason why we' like him is because that's what he's like the entire time
2: i I adore him utterly <laughs> I love him too because he's just so goofy. And I also like his and Cao Cao's kind of, like, still friendship, even after they start fighting.
0: (laughs) And basically, the best way to put it is, he ultimately, he isn't a bad guy. He just ends up on the wrong side against Cao Cao and gets absolutely crushed.
2: Yeah, he's he's not bad. He's just pompous and silly, and overestimates himself. Um, huh. Let's see. There's this Zhang Jiao,
0: who is the head of the Yellow Turban Rebellion. He's a wizard. <laughs> he talks oh. like
2: this
0: half the time. Praise
2: the heavens!
0: <laughs> he's very silly. He's very silly. <laughs> uh, I don't. We love him mostly because he's goofy, not because we particularly love him or not. I think that's a good way to put it.
2: Yeah, he's just a character. It's like, haha, I like you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're silly. You're fun. Uh, there's Yuan Shu. That's uh, Yuan Which... Shao's younger half brother.
2: Sometimes cousin, depending on the source you're reading.
0: <laughs> it, it. It. Once again, a lot of all all that we're taking is sources from like nearly two thousand years ago, and not all of it is a hundred percent clear half the time. Point is, they are family. And he's the one with, he's the one with the delusions of grandeur. Yes. No. The one who doesn't go in my noble name is the one who doesn't do that is the one with the delusions of grandeur.
2: Yuan Shu fucks up majorly. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, basically he gets hold of the Imperial Seal and says, I'm Emperor now. And everyone,
2: no. Everyone disliked that. Everyone disliked that. Oh, there's also, more recently, Dong Bai, who is Dong Zhuo's granddaughter. She's cute. I like her. She's horrible, and I love her. Oh, yeah. she She's like this little gremlin of a girl. Who's a bitch. I, she, she's, she's an evil little brat, and her grandpa loves her very much, and I think that's very sweet. I don't know. I always love it when villains, like, love their family.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Like... Oh, uh, her granddaughter... Her grandfather loves her. Like, it's it, it's the one... Him. It's the one person... Dong Zhuo hates everyone. Except his beloved little Dong Bai. And he's like, oh... Also, her design is great. Because, she has a very cool design. Uh, she She's got this sort of gothic Lolita look going on. Which is the... Really contrasts her from, like, the other younger girl characters, which is... Ciao Cha Sh- Diao Xiao. Is it I, is that the right one am I saying that right? Was, ciao Chow. Yeah, Ciao chiao. Who is much more like upbeat and happy and like, hey guys. I'm perky. I'm the perky one who would be a cheerleader if this was like a high school. But Dong Bai is just mean. She's just mean. She's a mean little girl who's who laughs? At, who would push someone in the mud? Oh, she's great.
2: She's wonderful. And then we have Oh, let's There's see. Our C
0: who we did mention. Uh, we don't really care that much about him. Being he's supreme. the sex wizard. He's the. Se- I. The fact that we could say he's a sex wizard is probably the most nice things we could say about it. He's more fun in Wolong where he actually does things. Yes. He's a sex wizard. Uh, we should. Oh, uh, how How is we need to talk about him now?
2: Ah, uh, Menghuo. Yes, Meng I like Huo. him.
0: Yeah, Lar. They're part of the Naman people, who are uh, tribes in southern China. He's a very large man who loves his wife.
2: He's yeah. He's he's a big, beautiful wife guy. Big, beautiful, wife and guy. his wife, who, Jurong, who the is, goddess of fire. No, the god of fire. Uh, forgive me. That she she describes daughter herself as the god as of fire. She claims that. Um,
0: I if, believe her. If Fire is being arguably the hottest person here, then the answer would be yes. She's so hot. <laughs> she is hot.
2: Yeah, she is a, a beautiful buff woman who will beat your ass and who also loves her husband very much.
0: Yeah. They, they are very They are very happy together. And she just does not bother wearing a lot of clothes. And you know what? Good for her. I support her. <laughs> no, my favorite part is she technically, she's she has the huge guy, tiny girl thing going on with the two of them. Yeah. But she's also the tallest woman here.
2: <laughs> He's just Matt. He's just really big. Just huge. Just a huge dude.
0: She likes them large. Okay, we're dancing around the subject. It's time to start talking about them. We've been, we've been dancing around the Lubu people, so let, we've mentioned Lubu, we've talked about Lubu, it's time to actually talk about Lubu and his faction.
2: Lubu and, is big and stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lubu is... can be best described as a very large man, who's not very bright, very good at fighting, And some and he's also arguably the most popular character everybody knows him actually i think he might
2: be the most popular character according to polls that wouldn't surprise me and honestly if we get it oh yeah i can see the appeal oh yeah
0: i mean we don't need to see the appeal we get it he might not be our favorites but i'm pretty sure if we were to do a top 10 he'd probably end up in the top 10 for both of us oh yeah
2: he reminds me personally of nathan explosion (laughs) a dumber less
0: together nathan explosion yeah
2: <laughs> like that... if
0: Nathan Explosion didn't have the outlet of music yeah if his outlet was if fi- was fighting warfare instead of death metal then yeah yeah he would and uh,
2: it's so great what's your favorite thing about Lubu
0: I think my favorite thing about Lubu is that he just encompasses the idea of a boss character like he's large he's got fancy clothes he has a big weapon he's got a big sounding voice he just encompasses the concept of this is the biggest badass that you fight at the end of the game type of character and i think that's
2: great the guy with the biggest health bar
0: yeah the guy with the health bar that starts reaching towards the end of the screen or off screen and his, his, he gets his own theme song that's cool. His strength level is, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, like, he, ju- it's just, you don't get that too often. There's not many characters who just embody... Hype. Just the He's feeling hype. <laughs> of being that guy.
2: I love him so much. I love that in 8, his English dub makes him sound like he's talking in all caps all the time. <laughs> like, not even shouting, just talking in all caps.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, because, uh, shout out to to Jameson Price, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who had been basically voicing him since 5. As just being, like, using his deepest, graveliest, angriest voice for everything. <laughs>
2: Can someone provide me with a decent
0: challenge? <laughs> and he's great. It like the thing is
2: He just is neat. I like him. He's good. He's neat. And well, to expand upon that neatness.
0: If we need to talk about the one the one of the two things he has a soft spot for. I was gonna say. <laughs> we need to talk about Diao Chan. <laughs> yes. The hottest woman in the room, according to the to a lot of things. And God forbid if you think differently when Lubu is around. <laughs> if L- Lubu, surprisingly enough, a lot of these men are wife guys. A uh, Shocking amount of <laughs> wife guys in this cast now that I think about it. Lubu is the world's strongest simp. <laughs> <laughs> he really, 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 really is. And he will be mad if you think you're. Not- he's not.
2: And... Jiao Chan was highly regarded as one of the great beauties of the time. Which is funny, because uh,
0: she does not exist. She's she's not real. She's never existed. She she is based after someone who did exist, but not anyone in particular.
2: And throughout the games, she's kind of depicted as like she's she's a dancer and like her design really reflects that. And her clothing gets skimpier and skimpier as the games progress. Until they went less skimpy in 9. We're going to talk about 9 in
0: a bit, I swear. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. (laughs) Point is, she's hot. She's probably manipulating Lubu. Whether or not he he knows this or not really depends on which game we're talking about. Yep.
2: She's a femme fatale.
0: She's a femme fatale. We should just—we could easily start a cover band. Point is, she's fun. I like her. I like her a lot too. She's, I think she's fun. She's fun, and there's only one thing about her that I hate. Hmm. And it has nothing to do with her or what I'm about to talk about because I'm using this as a segue. Um, it's the fact that, despite the fact that she's now in the games, they don't really ever want to know how to have her interact with. Lu, with lu bu's other soft spot and that's his actual literal daughter <laughs> ling chi <laughs> they don't know what to they do not want to cover
2: that relationship and they are in fact
0: cowards for doing
2: so it's it's very sad and it's very cowardly let's talk about ling chi
0: yeah okay so ling chi is much like soon chang Xiang where we know she's real there's historical evidence that she's real, but no one knows what her name is, so they just called her Ling Chi. Ling Chi's my favorite. Well, one of my favorites. It, it's that in Wang Yi, a, but for very different reasons.
2: It's a bit about
0: Ling Chi. Okay, not that. Not, okay, not that different reasons. Now that I think about it, it's just that my reaction to them is very different about well, your girl a little bit well much like her father she's a warrior she's daddy's little fighting machine <laughs> I mean I, I just like the idea um let's see she's she's a toughie but she hides the fact that she's secretly very emotional and also she carries Lubu's weapon from six because people actually like the cross bike just not on Lubu it' it's better it, it was it was a good it was a cool weapon that goes with a thing it's just that Lubu is one of the few people in this time period who actually we know what weapon he used like it's written yeah. down that he used this very specific Helbrid that was his weapon of choice yeah so, and taking that away six did some things that people didn't like we'll get there and also I love her design. She's just always... Very she has, like, the ultimate, like, I'm angry all the time, look. <laughs> she's so mayoed.
2: Wee. so angry. And her characterization is great because it, it, like... I think she does a very good job of reflecting how kind of fucked up a kid from... that was raised by Lubu would be. Because, yeah. like, she's, she's tough she's Betty Badass, but she's also very lonely and very socially awkward.
0: Yeah.
2: And you really feel for her. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the the problem,
0: the, the thing about her that makes her interesting is that she's very much a, uh, very, like, awkward person like all she knows how to do is fight and that's all she like and then like everything goes wrong
2: yeah and her upbringing has already not been easy because I can't imagine that having Lubu as a dad would allow for a very robust social life a a lot of the dialogue you get with NPCs hints at that yeah well, like, it's so funny because
0: one of my favorite things in her thing is that <laughs> it, she uh, is, it's, some of the NPCs talk about, like, Ling Chi's very attractive and she's very pretty, but it does mean having Lubu as a father-in-law, and I don't really want to deal with that.
2: <laughs> and, and there is the poor NPC who's, like, consistently in love with Ling Chi through the entire story. <laughs> yeah. And, and, well, and then
0: there's Yuan Shu's son who's obsessed with her because it's like, ah, oh, my darling! And she's like, leave me alone, leave
2: me alone, leave me oh. alone, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave <laughs> me alone, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Be- because, yeah, Yuan Shu and Lu Bu strike up, like, a-, a tentative, like, marriage arrangement between their kids in exchange for, like, you know, helping each other out. And Ling Chi's having none of it.
0: <laughs> it falls through and he doesn't know when to say hey or no for an answer. <laughs> In fairness, this was a politically arranged arranged marriage. In his defense, and and, and she's like fuck
2: off forever.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I, I guess he's just really into that. And you know, honestly, you know, all power to him. Can't I blame say blame him. Yeah, yeah. Can't well, blame him. She's, I mean, look at her. She's 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 cute as as can be. She's adorable.
2: She's she, and she's very cute. Is the thing. She's just cute. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like, there's uh, a nice piece of official art of her and, like, a bunch of, like, Mastiff puppies, I think.
0: Like, very fluffy
2: little puppies. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think what makes her so funny, because
0: Ling Chi is in, like, the faction of, like, mostly warriors, like, Zhang Liao and her father. And she's, like... Mostly. It's, like... The only other two characters is one that we're about to talk about. Cause I know it's gonna happen. I have not forgotten him, of course, if not not Don't worry. It's saving
2: the best for last.
0: <laughs> no, I'm i do- I'm doing this for you. Well, no, there is one more character we're gonna have to talk about, but uh we're gonna We'll get have- there. We'll get there. The point is it- it's just that like it's so funny to have this one character who is this like very normal person. <laughs> Like, Ling Chi feels like she belongs to... She's definitely this... Belongs to this faction, but somehow also doesn't at the same time.
2: She's just a kid. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's baby. Huh? She's baby. And yes, I... Yep, I, I. That. that's definitely the art. Oh, look at her with those dogs. She's so... Ha- she's She's a dog she's no, girl. She has no idea what to do with all these dogs. <laughs> she's. She's the girl with the dogs. <laughs> But okay, so one last character before we start, I guess, r- talking about the games as a whole, as in our I, recommendations. I, I, no. Insufferable. No. 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 I, we need to talk about Hao Xiong, real quick. Oh. The other. Oh. He's, he was added in nine. I love his oh, official. Oh yeah,
2: oh art. Yeah. Hua Xiong. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I love
0: his official art art and look is just like I'm fucking yeah. I I dig his look. I dig it because it's like it fits with the whole Dong Zhuo thing of like these guys are really strong, but they're all like very uncouth.
2: Yeah, he's got like kind of like the the, the ruffian, delinquent look to him. He's he's kind of punk rock. <laughs> yeah, I think I just think he looks neat. He's not super important. I'm just glad he's here now. I think, if I remember correctly, he does wear lipstick, and I think that slaps. Maybe. I, I don't... Uh, it, he's got it, some it, kind of makeup on. It's cool. I think he's got some eyeliner going on or something. It, it's We're hard to tell to because to... I
0: can't, it's like, what part is helmet, which part is just his own eyes. Is, you know, sometimes a bit tricky with these things.
2: But the thing he's mostly known for is basically sacrificing himself to, like, get Lubu out of a bad situation. And in the game, he's portrayed as, like, kind of like a big, fierce lug who's, like, you know, he's tough. Maybe not especially bright, but he actually means quite well and he's pretty honorable. (laughs) Yeah. He's neat. Yeah. He is neat. Okay, Sordo, of let the floodgates
0: open. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> All sorry. sorry. Right. People are going to be like, you skipped someone if I didn't do it this way. Go. I'm just going to let it. Here, I'm going to do something for you. It huh. is... I'm going to... I'm going to give you the word go, and I'll give you five whole minutes to just gush.
2: Oh, but I, I want to talk about him with you. Oh, no, I'm like, that's for you starting off. And okay. go. <laughs> chen gong i love chen gong so much he's my life he's my world he's
0: <laughs> you got five minutes to just get it all out before you can before we start conversing
2: or chen gong so. is the strategist of lu bu um he originally served sao Cao and he served dong zhuo before that he initially he's actually rescued Cao Cao from a very bad situation and he served him for a while and then he's like fuck this guy and then he's like, "I'm gonna serve Boo because he's he's the baddest bitch in town," and, um, five foot five, and, and and he's he is constantly in motion, and Ross, I love him so much.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, th- I I want you to say you didn't even take up your whole five minutes. You didn't even take up a
2: minute. You got that all okay, out of you
0: but, so
1: fast. But, but, um,
2: he's. <laughs> He's Lubu's <laughs> gay little advisor.
0: <laughs> and we do mean gay in that, not necessarily in the gay sense, because, it, He's like, camp.
2: He's yeah. camp. We,
0: we need to mention that because, like, how romantic characters are in this series is, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being highly romantic, 2 being, like, not romantic at all, like, 1 being not romantic at all. It's, like, a 3 to 2.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, if they're not already stated as a couple, like, how romantic people get is basically none.
2: Yeah, zero. Yeah. But he is very camp, he serves cunt, he has terrible taste in bosses, he is both very smart and very stupid at the same time. What um, he... do you think of him, Strauss? I mean... I don't love him as much as you do.
0: And I don't think, I'm, I'm not even saying that as like. Nobody loves him as much exact, as I do. Like you are the copy pasta of if Chen Gong has a million fans, I am one of them. If he has no fans, I have, I, d- have, per- died. <laughs> I have died. <laughs> and like I said, this is not me making fun of Sardar, which is that there's no way I will ever match your love for him. And I'm okay with that. <laughs>
2: It's impossible.
0: Nobody I'm, can. I'm very okay with that. I think he's neat, like how March holds a potato. Because, like, as a strategist, he's not the absolute, like, he's not the worst one, because Dong exists. So, by default, he is better than Jugadong. <laughs> Dong is the sad puppy of strategists. Chen Gong, Chen Gong
2: is human yeah.
0: Chen Gong is if I was to rate the strategies incompetency, he would be third from the bottom he's better a. than Jiang Wei <laughs> he would have learned that he would. if he was in Jiang Wei's spot he would stop invading Shu Wei after a certain point he'd be like this is stupid it's not working <laughs> he's just dumb in other ways
2: I I think he's I think he's a little more like real than, than a lot of the strategist characters in this because a lot of them, they are like flawless intellect, like peerless super cool smart dudes, five steps ahead of everything, 12D chess Shen Gong is just fucking trying his best <laughs> he shacked him up himself up with like
0: the worst person to pick.
2: And I mean, he he looked at the strongest guy in the room and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough. I can handle that. And he couldn't
0: handle he that. He really couldn't handle that. And he's just not that brilliant. He doesn't have as many resources. He's fun in that he's very camp and
2: stupid. I just think he's (laughs) underappreciated.
0: I I think that's fair. I feel like the problem is he's also in the faction with Lu Bu. Who, in fairness... (laughs) Lu Bu cast a very big shadow, and not just because he's really big.
2: But mostly because he's really big. He is very big. I also love him because I think he is technically the shortest person among Lu Bu's ranks. He is smaller than Ling Chi. Uh yes, he's five five, by listed, and
0: that he is slightly shorter by let's see, one sixty eight centimeters to, he's three centimeters shorter than Diao Chan.
2: He's just itty bitty. He's, he's just, so little.
0: He's, he's he's little, and he's he's a little he's a little camp dork who def he's definitely the mean theater kid
2: oh he's yeah and he's a bitch he's such a bitch
0: you love him so much
2: like i i love my favorite thing is in eight that 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 bit where initially he defects over to lubu and they like stage their their attack on sao sao and everybody is like chen gong you traitorous slut <laughs> And he's like, "Yes, I am a traitorous slut." Also, props to Jason Wishnov for voicing the absolute fuck out of this guy. I, it
0: should be noted that him and uh, Hiromu Miyazaki, who's his Japanese voice, both of them they they had to basically were told you have to sound like this, and they both do it. And it's it,
2: it's a very. Somebody once told me he sounded like Archibald Asparagus from VeggieTales and I'm very pissed off because it's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is he's your favorite.
2: I love him. I'm sorry. I I know I I know that
0: but it no, that 5 minutes was just for you alone to have the floor to go on for as long as you wanted. <laughs> you didn't use those 5 minutes. You can use the 4 minutes and 12 seconds somewhere else. Remember that. He's you have that. Life. Write that down.
2: Write it <laughs> he's my life and my world and 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 I just I wanna wad him up on a little ball and and chew on him
0: <laughs> Anyway. Point is he's your favorite. So I, I guess to start wrapping things up to a certain degree, we should talk about Um, which games you should play if you want to get into this. If all of this weird, rambly nonsense sounds good to you.
2: Well, golly, that's a tough question.
0: I would say if you wanted to get into this, there are two ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. You can either A, play the games proper, which is totally fine, you could also play Warriors Orochi, which lets you meet everybody. Play Warriors Orochi 3. That that really if there's one thing you walk away from this Warriors Orochi 3, the ultimate edition is the best game you could play. Is that fair? Yes. I really that that's how that, that's what got me into all of this, so play it. It's really fun. It's it's so good. It's so good. You don't need to play Warriors Orochi 1 or 2. They're not that important. They yeah. recap it for you. There's a recap
2: in the game. Just read it real quick, and you're good. It's neat. Quick, quick, and easy. Best, best way to like get get all your stuff in one go.
0: Yeah, not everything. There's characters missing because more games were released afterwards. But it gets you all that you need to know. It gets yeah. you like ninety percent of both both Samurai Warriors and Dynasty Warriors cast, and some other characters too. Some really odd picks. Here and there, which is, like, the fun part. Characters who don't even belong yeah. to this franchise. Like, you don't even go here, sophia but hey, welcome back. See, I knew I could bring back Soul Calibur at some point. <laughs> but if, if you want to play strictly Dynasty Warriors, I think there is three, like, two games specifically you could play. Dynasty Warriors 7. Mm-hmm. Which is considered the best written one, and I do kind of agree with that still because the ending cutscene alone is like, damn, yeah, this shit's good. The only downside with Dynasty Warrior Seven is everyone's outfit is maybe some of the worst outfits in the entire series. There's some really bad looks in that one. Uh,
2: there's oh, it's
0: there's some rough shit. <laughs> like, I, I, hear us when we say this: not everyone looks great. All the time. That's fine. Lord Howdy was seven. Some of the outfits in seven were a choice. Some of them were not bad. Like Wang Yi looks great in seven. In her, and in Wang in her Yi always looks good. She always looks good. But like her initial appearance. Very good. Lo- like it. Cool. Um, oh God. Liang Shi's initial appearance is so bad. It is. <laughs> Like her points, you know, you're hot and you drew a hot character when that's the look you're going to give her and just kind of roll with. She made it look good. She she made it work, but, but, but only because it was on her yeah, only because it's her like goddamn was her eight outfit such a massive upgrade. <laughs> same with her, same with her nine outfit. We'll talk more about nine in, in a second. But yeah. 7 7 great game. Legitimately one of the best ones in the series. Outfit choice not so much. <laughs> yeah. No. I just, I just think about poor Zhang Xiang's horrible oh. outfit in 7, like the weird like half cut out midriff section just
2: There was a lot of weird midriff cutouts
0: in 7. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, like, just, like... Uh, like, not everyone looks bad in Seven, but some people definitely... Like, I'm I'm looking at... the uh, Seven outfit for her... Oh, that's not right. But I'm also, looking at it, and it's just... Ooh, God, was Eight and Nine so much better looking.
2: And or, also, in the seven cutscenes, everybody looks weirdly sculpted out of bread dough.
0: Yeah, it was the, I think it was the first time, it was their only second time working with HG and it it took him a couple of games to like make everyone look right.
2: You know? It, and Not the most visually beautiful game, but very well written. Very well written. Very fun to
0: play. It Just ignore the look. Because if you look at the cutscenes, some of the cutscenes are like, oh, this is cool. I just wish everyone didn't look like a goddamn weirdo. <laughs> when we say, like, everyone was dressed like a fucking freak, this is the one where everyone's dressed the most freakish. And I'm including uh, six where, where one of these guys is dressed as a fucking moth. <laughs>
2: Now, to be fair, that outfit fucked.
0: Oh no the 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 Pong Tong Pong Tong's moth outfit is actually fucking awesome. It's just really weird.
2: But I'm I'm looking especially at Guo Huai with cleavage down to his like belly button uh, on like, on his sick old man body. That is, that is
0: like the second most stripperific outfit of Diao Chan's career. It it it's a choice. There, there were choices in outfit design for Seven. That like the worst part about Seven's look is that some of them look great. Yeah. And like, or like, the idea behind them looks great. And then there's the rest of them. Oh Lord, is there the rest of them? If everybody looked bad, it would be different. <laughs> Like some people have great outfits, some people have terrible outfits. And some people are just like, "Well, this was an option." So, the the other games that you would recommend, I would also recommend eight. Yes, specifically Extreme Legends, which is the expanded version for all the that your good necessary Lubu content. And because if I didn't say Extreme Legends, you would hurt me. <laughs>
2: You you'd also be hurting yourself too because that's that's where Ling Chi is.
0: Yes, and also Chen Gong. That's why you would hurt me. It's like you're not skipping my man.
2: I can't skip my man.
0: Um, and that's really it because you could play three, which is generally considered like the best of the really old school ones, pre six. So you're probably wondering, Strass, Sardo, why have you been telling everyone not to play six? It made some choices.
2: Six was interesting.
0: Six made some choices specifically to the combat system that made it really tedious to play. Yeah. Which is fun, and it made some changes to character looks and to character weapon choices. People get really uppity when you remove a character's weapon. (laughs) And that's understandable, because these weapons kind of become their thing. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, it's like... Which is funny because they gave Soon Cheng Chang this like Weird Hoops thing Yeah When she's known as the bow
2: princess
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the one time they gave her bow People were pissed But I got it I understand
2: Yeah, It makes
0: sense It's like we love these These things and how they look
2: it's special. And you associate it with the character. It's kind of an extension of their personality yeah. and their vibe. And, and trust me, we're
0: going to talk more about changing people's weapons in a second.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Because uh. also some of the outfit choices were really bad in 6.
2: Uh, Ma Choi's blonde hair. I love, I love Ma Chao with, like, the frosted tips. <laughs>
0: it, it was so bad. It's like everything about... Ma Chao, that like made him like visually interesting. They got rid of it.
2: Is now he looks like he's gonna gonna go to the mall to get some froyo. Yeah. With with his like big jinko jeans. It's it's a bad look.
0: It's a bad look. And they gave him like a giant sword instead of the spear because like his whole look is like he has this really in- intricate like ostentatious armor and it's neat like as much as we personally aren't a huge fan of macho we love his look
2: he, he's known as macho the splendid because he he looks splendid. he looks really good <laughs> he he has this
0: splendid sick armor and it's awesome it's it's cool armor it's fucking cool armor <laughs> like we might not be the biggest fans of Chao but goddamn,
2: damn we did his look slap he was ranch. He was dressing. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, and they took that away from him, which is just rude. Just wrong. Rude. With that so. said, said
0: to avoid nine. Nine was an overly ambitious idea that didn't work. And the only thing great about it is that everyone's outfit is absolutely stunning,
2: and everybody looks beautiful. <laughs> Every
0: like. It might be in terms of like hits versus misses in outfits the most amount of hits.
2: It As as somebody who purchased the game and does not play it very much. I, I play Nine Empires a fair bit more. Yeah. Like, I, that should I tell you a lot, it, actually. I play I play it for photo mode. <laughs> Understand? Yeah, yeah, and I don't blame you because I, I,
0: I bought it on release day. I played it. I played through all of. Sa- they went back to the individual character stories, which was also a terrible idea. That one's less of a bike of that. Like you have to do the faction story. You, 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 you have to do the faction story. shit. There's too many characters to do individual character stories. You're just making things difficult for yourself. Yeah. It, like, I understand... you Like, this game... The game's replayability is on the stuff you unlock. Yeah. It's just... Man. Oh, uh, it just doesn't work.
2: It's sad. It's like they... They tried to do a lot... <laughs> Try to okay, do an open yes. world thing. It
0: didn't work.
2: And there's there's a fair bit that it's like, it's different and I hate it. And it's kind of like, unsurprising fandom reaction. But I think it's, there's a lot of very genuine criticisms to be had of the yeah, game. Because... Like,
0: I, I do agree there's a level of, this is different and I hate it.
2: But it's also a case of... I, I hate it because they mishandled this <laughs> yeah like this was like
0: the idea of it is neat and if it had actually if they actually managed to make it work oh man it would have worked yeah it, it, like it could have been the coolest one but it just doesn't work
2: I, I think that's the nicest way to put it I think that's that's a good way of describing it it's just a shame yeah It's a shame because the
0: idea of Dynasty Warriors Nine as an open world, sort of Dynasty Warriors game, could have been neat. It just doesn't really work. The idea of it is cool, but it just doesn't work. They tried. At least they tried, and every and, and had such a bad reaction that I don't think they're ever going to try it again. So nope. Which is a shame because I do agree that di- with like the thought process of Dynasty Warriors needed a shakeup. They'd made like seven straight games that were basically exactly the same, and they thought like, "Hey, maybe we should do something a little bit different."
2: It just didn't work. I think they need they need to do what Samurai Warriors four did and give you an additional dating simulator.
0: <laughs>
2: I am so me. serious. You have no idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, Sardo was never seen again after he realized. He could date Chen Gong forever.
1: I was
0: <laughs> Oh, that would lead to some interesting, like, like, I would love to see that if they ever did, like, a Dynasty Warriors dating simulator, where you could romance any character you want, I do, I am curious who would end up being number one. Oh, who
2: do you think it would be?
0: See, that's the thing. I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm I, I have three guesses. Okay. My number one guess is Soon Xiang. Only right. because she's been around the longest, she's cute,
2: but she's also not that scary. Yeah, she's approachable. She's kind of like like girl next door in like a, a fun tomboy kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> and mind you, not just because I like her, because I do.
0: I want her to be made fun and clear. She's one of my favorites. It's just that it's hard, like, because let's be super real. Most of this cast is men. Yeah. But with that said, despite how much it is mostly men, it's just like she's a girl, but she's been the first girl since day one. So she has that advantage of being around forever. And generally being likable. Yeah. Like, she's got all the th- all the tools for this to work.
2: And I think lots of people would generally love to um, steal her away from Liu Bei. <laughs> yes. Uh, she deserved better than
0: Liu Bei. Point oh, is, yeah. everyone said, oh, she's cute. Also, she's just cute. She, she's very cute. I would say second. And this is going to be second is interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think second would be Zhao Yun, or Zhao Yun, because one of these is the poster boy. And one of these guys, Zhao Yun is is a poster boy, and he he feels like the easy like main guy in a dating sim. Yeah. He he's got that pre-built in, but Zhao Yu would put put give him a run for his money. Because despite Definitely despite so. the fact that his wife is literally in this game, <laughs> despite the fact that his wife is literally in this game, I don't think anyone ships him with his wife.
2: I I don't think that yeah that's that's not convincing anybody to ship <laughs> ship them. They make they
0: make his wife look like she's twelve. Yeah. I don't know why they did that, which is funny because, like, Sunset's wife is his wife's older sister, and she looks very young, but she looks like... She just looks young. She's a lot more mature acting, which helps. God, how... Personality changes everything so much.
2: Yes, it does. Um, I think when she would also be up there, like, majorly, at least as far as girls go. Yeah, I think for girls, like, it's
0: tough, and I, I think, uh... Liang Shi would be up there too. Oh yeah. And I would say for ways the weird one because they only got three three women's. <laughs> they only got the three women's but they're, you get the one who probably doesn't like you the nice one and the one who might
2: stab you. <laughs> and I think it's the one that might stab you that would be the most popular. I think so actually. You no, know, you know what it'd be?
0: She'd be the one with the best written route. Yes. Oh, yeah. L- She'd like, have, like, something really
2: emotional.
0: N- like, she she's the quintessential, like, because y- you know how dating Sims work. You have, like, the characters who are popular because they're cute. And they're, like, clearly pandering-ish to the audience. And then you have the one who's popular because everyone's like, this is the best written route. You need to do it. Yes. Now, as for the men, that I'm going to leave the men's side up to you. Who do you think is gonna be the best doing guy here if this if that was Hong Tong, no question. <laughs> okay, actual answer now though. I No, that is my actual answer. Wow. I'm going you know, like alright, because I, I just thought you were doing it for funsies because No, I'm I am deadly serious. He has charisma. <laughs> the man's got the riz. <laughs> he's the rizzed up. Call. But actually though, I would probably say Zhao y- Zhao you would be very
2: popular just because he's already I, very I think popular. It's... It's it's a tie between Guo Jia and Fa Zhong. They're they're both extremely popular. I think Guo Jia definitely Guo Jia would definitely be popular
0: because I was thinking like who who the guys would be and I'm like I forgot Guo Jia existed. In, in my and, defense, there's way too many characters in the, in these games. It's easy to forget. You will be like it's one of your favorites and you forgot they exist for five minutes.
2: Too many goddamn men. <laughs>
0: Uh, case in point poor Pong duh (laughs) most famous for dying in a really cool fashion
2: oh he's so metal
0: (laughs) carried his own coffin to his fateful do with Guan Yu and died that dude fucks (laughs) he he, he do but yeah it's just yeah I think you're right Guo Zhan would probably be the most I think Guo Zhan wins because it's easy drama oh yeah which helps Uh not like anything. Uh,
2: Fajong be think, because like uh, we all know Fajong fucks. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it it's also interesting because obviously like like the intersection of like how many people who would actually buy this is an interesting question. Oh, fun fact, do you know who plays Fajong in English? Who? uh he was in something we've talked about in a previous episode oh shit um tell me who is it uh i'll make this very easy his name is one word and it's pluraled it's guts he's the he's the original english voice of guts it's mark darius oh my god
2: oh my god that is incredible because his
0: love like for you is like a truck
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah i think it but yeah avoid nine it's just if you're gonna do it play the empire spin-off which is the kind of sort of strategy based one
2: and empires is the i play with my barbies in my little house version of of dynasty warriors <laughs> don't make it your main
0: one you did know don't make it your main one only because like a lot of the character writing
2: you in in the mainline games you see them interact in their natural environment yeah here you make them
0: interact for funsies <laughs> and just kind of go and off the rails
2: it's i i like to think of empires as like the dollhouse versions of the games <laughs>
0: oh yeah absolutely This is where you put them in weird situations and odd scenarios
2: that would never happen in real life. It's like, I am inventing an elaborate soap opera with these characters that has no no reason to happen. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And you do it for the fun of it. You do it for the fun of it. But play seven, play eight. Maybe play three if you're feeling nasty. <laughs> play three if you want to like emulate and go back and sort of see where Dynasty Warriors started really being Dynasty Warriors. Uh, find vintage Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> it, sort of, especially it's you can play after that. You can decide you want to play four or five, but you're probably like play seven and eight. That's probably more than enough. There's a lot in these games. There really is.
2: I love these games so much i
0: do too we will talk more about our character favorite characters another time but because we've been rambling for almost two and a half hours <laughs> jesus fuck <laughs> uh, I, I i warned them i warned them at the top of the podcast like hey this is gonna be a long one <laughs> you did i i do not fuck around but uh real quick uh sardo the hell you've been watching actually it's it, i know it's not watching um uh, it, it's been playing i got I got
2: Baldur's Gate
0: 3. (laughs) You've been infected by the Baldur's Gate 3. Any any notes you want to give before we have an actual episode on it when one of us, when we both finish a playthrough?
2: I want to preface this by saying I love Asterion very much. Mm -hmm. Big surprise. Um, His sex scene is the goofiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) comes out of the woods with his shirt off and his khakis on. Like, hello, darling. Uh, and it's like, oh, you. 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 Oh, it's it's great. I love the game. Um, I have a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, totally I worth know. the hype. Yeah, no, it probably, potentially Game of the Year, which is saying something, because there's, uh, like, a Zelda game dropped this year, and that was really good. Yeah. What's you, Strauss? Um, let's see, I finished Roadside Picnic recently. Uh, do you know, Have you ever read Roadside Picnic? I have. Yeah. Uh, less depressing than most Eastern European literature. Surprised so. <laughs> yeah. Fun little book. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's about people who go into the zone after aliens arrived. The
2: the zone, but not AutoZone. (laughs) AutoZone was lost in the zone. But it's a very interesting story. Yeah, it's very interesting. Highly recommend it. Um,
0: Oh, God, the meat grinder. But there there is...
2: It, it, it's, gnarly it, shit it, in there
0: yeah there's some gnarly shit in there and uh it's a it's a good good short book by two soviet brothers who fought very long and hard to get their book published
2: and hell yeah for them
0: <laughs> god i w there i wish they wrote more about how getting their book published because that's like a whole not that could be a book longer than the book <laughs> oh yeah if you ever like i in more recent editions have an afterwards by oh i forget which brother it is i don't, i It wasn't... I don't think it's Boris. I think Boris is the one that died.
2: Arkady?
0: Maybe... I'm trying to remember which one died when. Hold on, I'm looking it up real quick. It's by, uh... I... Yeah, I think it's... No, it's by Boris. Because Boris died... Because Boris died in 2012. Hmm. Ark... Arkady died in uh, ninety one. All right, and it's a shame they never really talked about it because that's such a story. Yes, the, the yes, way he is. describes it is so wild about like Soviet bureaucracy and how publishing books were at the time, and it's just like it's a good little thing. Go read Very it. Much so. Yeah. Um let's see anything else I've been watching. Uh not really. I've I've been trying to finish up games that I've already pl- been playing before The Man Who Races His Name comes out next month. <gasps> but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this is an episode. We're we're not I, we're not I trying confused. to fill t- we're not f- filling for time here. We're probably going to talk about some stuff afterwards, because it's Friday night, and it's not even midnight. Yes. But thank you all for coming. As always, this is the Skeleton Cube podcast. Sardo over here could be followed on Twitter at, for as long as Twitter is still up. And if you're re- listening to this post-Twitter, uh, this is what our Twitter handles were back in the day. <laughs> uh, at, uh, At Autopsy Garland's. And Marky e. Blayo for the art account. As for uh, Uncle Death on Blue Sky and Twitch, you stream Mondays uh, when these I episodes do. drop. Yes. So later today at six thirty p.m. Today. Mountain Time, eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm at Almighty Strass on all platforms. I stream Mon, on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. So tomorrow night we're playing yakuza 7 at this time we're having a great time
2: looking forward to it
0: and me too we're actually almost done that is a lot shorter than we thought we might have to do an episode on like a dragon at some point oh yeah <laughs> like specifically like a dragon maybe when we're closer to uh the release of infinite wealth i think so yeah where it's like hey this is what like a dragon was like and this is how- what we think about it but in the meantime folks thank you all for coming